five, four, three, two, one. My name is Paul Thomas Anderson, and I wrote and directed Boogie Nights. If you're listening to me, you're not watching the movie, which you should probably probably be doing. But there's a lot of stuff here. There's um, Mark Wahlberg recorded uh, in his apartment with many beers in front of him and me. And there's also John C. Riley and Don Cheadle who were recorded late one Sunday night in my apartment. Julianne Moore, actually, in the, in the same afternoon, but we were very sober at that point in my apartment. And Bill Macy and Heather Graham with many different cocktails. And I hope that everyone enjoys listening to people talking about something they shouldn't be talking about, which is how great a job they did. <laughs> well, come sit with me, because I have to sit here now. We can do some work. Come on, Joanna. Come on. We can sit. You can and you sit can up color. here. What? I'm cooking up some bacon, too. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Hi. Oh, look at this. We got little people Joanna here. And how are you Hi. doing? You want, what do you, did you get your coffee? Oh, right, right here. Come on. Hang like mud around here. That works, bro. You want some eggs? I'm going to cook some eggs. You go, boy. I'm ready. The very first question, actually, Julianne, is the, the first question I'm asking everybody. Do you think that Louis Guzman was stoned when, when we were shooting this? <laughs> no, that didn't even occur to me, no. Why, was he? <coughs> I think he was. <laughs> and, because I remember walking over to him to give him just some kind of direction, like, you know, it's this big complicated yeah, shot, crane, yeah. and the steady camera thing, and looking at him and saying, you're fucking stoned, aren't you? And he said, no, no, I'm not. Well, and I, I guarantee, and then I think Mark was stoned because Mark had nothing to do except just I was just saying it was a really there. long night, so it's very possible. <laughs> it was a really, really long night. Do you like doing these long shots like this? Like, as an actor, like, feel like, is it more fun or is it less fun or is it? I don't know, it's a combination of things. I mean, long shots it can be tedious, obviously, because there's so much going on that mm -hmm. you're just not going to complete it easily but on, on the other hand it's exciting when you get it right and it's nice to it's nice to have something that's right. like that as a whole not that there's like a lot of acting going on right. here no, not but, in this one particularly. but isn't it easier to get like a run at you it you can get a kind of a momentum i suppose with it but often it's yeah yeah i don't know I, I think it can be kind of exciting because there is so much going on and you really have more on the line so yeah, it yeah. gets your adrenaline going yeah yeah and you got to drive with Bert in the car. Okay, all night long. <laughs> Bert's like a famous movie driver. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Bert driving in movies is like, you know, a really important thing. And I you think that he, I mean, yeah, he, he, he would back up the car himself and stuff too. He did a lot of his, <laughs> a lot of his own stunt driving. <laughs> you know why I love you as an actress? And then I'm going into waxing, waxing your car. It's because there's this line coming up here where you say to Heather, you know, did you call that girl today? If you yeah. don't, then blah, 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 blah. And I know certain actors that would come and say like, well, what girl and where and how and why, you know? And what exactly is this? Right. And I love you for not asking me Thank that you question. Thank you very much, thanks. And I love you for not asking me to, to tell you what girl I thought it was, because right. I don't like that directors either when they come up to you and say, well, do you know who a girl is specifically? And what is it that you're thinking of? Because sometimes I'm not thinking of anything. Right. That doesn't it's the, it's not that's the, not the point. Right. You know, that's not the point. And it's not the director's business either. No, exactly. It's not anybody else's business, right. really, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, check it out for me. Okay. Sorry, you off the phone? Yeah. My, my question to you is... A little bit of business. Here's my first question. What? Do you remember 
the moment about three months after we had finished shooting the movie. And you and you and you and Louis Guzman, don't get the phone. We're gonna. I'm gonna ask you a question. You and Louis Guzman came to the editing room. Right. Right. Yep. And sat down, and I showed you this that we're watching right now. The first, you know. Right. I showed you the first 20 minutes, basically, of the film. Right. Do you remember? Yeah, that was a funny day. Do you remember how you felt? Yeah. How did you feel? Um. As far as what? Personally. About the movie? About, about what I saw? I mean, so you'd spent you'd spent <coughs> all summer working on this movie, right. gone away from it for like two months. It was like December, I remember, because we were going to the right. New Line Christmas party afterwards. Right. And you and Louis came by, <coughs> and I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you the first 20 minutes. Right. What what the hell went through your head? I was I was in a real weird place personally. You know, I had just quit smoking and drinking and shit, and yeah. I was in a room, and I knew what I knew what the movie was gonna be. You know, I predicted it, <laughs> but. Uh, but no, I, I just, I wasn't really in a position to even watch, you know? Right. I was waiting to see the, the finished movie. I remember Louis being terrified, saying, what the fuck <laughs> was that, you know? And I knew that you felt like I felt that way too, but I was just awkward and uncomfortable personally, you know? But it's weird any time you show an actor the so movie for a first time, it's really weird. But I know now, a year later, that Louis was panicked that it was a major piece of shit. <laughs> what did he say to you in the car? After you left. What the fuck? He looked at me dead serious <laughs> and was like, what the fuck was that puppy? I don't know, man. I'm telling you. That fucking Paulie's on fucking drugs, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. That fucking thing was fucked up to me, man. <laughs> and uh, again, I was just dying to get home. So I said, you know, you all know until you see it. Man. Right, right. I mean, we had all gone so far that we didn't know what it was. It was going to really... So I mean that's also seeing a twenty minute chunk. Do you remember that do you remember the first time that you saw it, you know, when I showed it to you at the new line screening mm -hmm. room that time? What did you think then? I mean you you you, you were happy. Oh, I was I was beyond happy. Do you remember this? Oh yes. <laughs> Scene two? Yeah. What was that you were just doing there? I was doing a little imitation of Bird doing his Irish accent. Right. Well, because he came on the first day. Uh-huh. And um, I guess Paul, he told this to Paul, he was kind of having a hard time. He told it to you. Yeah. I was talking to a reporter for a second. <laughs> um, that he couldn't really figure out his rhythm of writing. Right. So he wanted to try it with an Irish accent. Mm -hmm. You know, I was even considering, you know, trying to convince you of, of using the Irish accent throughout the whole movie. Uh-huh. And you came in and told me that, and I kind of laughed. And uh -huh. he actually came in, I thought it was a joke, and he came in and started doing the dialogue with the... The, the worst Irish accent you've ever heard, and um, <laughs> and uh, well, I think I, you yeah. know this was a scene that was you know eight pages. It was the most important <laughs> scene yeah. of the movie. Yeah, uh, I made sure that if uh, out of any other scene that I would be more than ready for that one. You know, yeah, I would know exactly what the fuck was going on and what I was doing, and uh, we shot it and. Didn't quite work out the way we had hoped. No, it didn't. This is the, what we're watching now is the reshoot, which we did at the end, end of the movie. and the end of the schedule, because we'd shot it once. Yeah, but whoever scheduled it, the second day of shooting was fucking crazy. Well, that was that know, was no, that was my know, idea, and figured burnt. it would be a good thing. Yeah, you know, right. uh, I figured that it would be a good thing, but. Yeah, I mean, as far as the Irish accent goes, Ooh. I guess I guess there are a lot of porno directors it that are Irish. Thing. It was a but, great thing for me. It was a great thing for me. You know? Yeah. I, I think I was, everything was, was shot perfectly and scheduled perfectly. 
you know, as far as, you know, the, the much more, you know, right. crazy stuff, you know, being in the middle of the movie, we were already comfortable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like doing the last scene in the movie. On the yeah. first day, it would have been a little bit different. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Love you, mamita. Take care. If this is the man that you let in any time. You understand? <laughs> All right. Hasta luego. Hasta mañana. Some eggs, beauty? No, I'm going to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's you know, something. Bert's got the rights to Deliverance 2, and he's going to direct. Deliverance 2? Yeah. Wow. That's Back true. to the lake. I swear to God. What, what, what is it? The kids know. go to find Ronnie's body? And it's like, I don't know, who knows? It'd be interesting to see if This if, was great music right here. This is a great choice right This here. is wow. Chico Hamilton Quintet, The Sage which is actually a cue. It is on their record, but then they were in this movie Sweet Smell of Success mm -hmm. as the band in the movie, and then uh, they're not only the band in the movie that plays in this nightclub that figures really prominently, but then they use their, their, the songs that they play to sort of carry over his score, so it's kind of like scores, you know? Sometimes it's source stuff, sometimes it's score, and it was, it's in Sweet Smell of Success. And, this is amazing, right here. Julianne Moore, give it up for Julianne Moore. What's remarkable to me, uh, how often, with, with movies that turn out well, people say, people, people often will say to me, my God, I mean, you know, how do you see this stuff in scripts? You know, how you pick these scripts, how do you do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I really do think it's because people really don't read the scripts out here. They don't. Right, they simply right. do not read them. They say they've read them. They read the coverage. They actually haven't sat down with the script and read it because if you, if you did read Boogie Nights, you'd know what it was instantly. Right. It's impossible to miss. Right. But I think, I think what people really ended up doing was, you know, they, they saw the title. They knew what it was about. They skimmed it a little. They, you know, there were lines like yeah. the, the thing about the girl. And uh -huh. so, that, so then they didn't understand that. Right. Um, and so they, they really hadn't fully read the script. Right, right. So, so yes, yeah, so the reaction then was usually, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do this or you don't have to do this. That's yeah. what people would say to you me. You know, to if do you it. don't have, why, why do you want to do this? You don't have to. Right. Um, when, you know, you have an option between a movie like Boogie Nights and then a big commercial, what they consider to be a surefire sure. hit, they think, well, why are you going to, you know, why, you know, a bird in the hand. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's usually in retrospect that people say, oh, we made the right decision. Right. Did you feel pressure from, from, from someone not to do the movie at all? I mean, uh, not, you know, I don't... Taking away from them or their perspective on it. I mean, there must have been some kind of, like... I don't, you know, I pretty much make my own decisions and stuff. I mean, people will suggest things to me. And some, some of the people who represent me were, you know, they, uh, the people who represent me are actually really terrific because they know I'm going to make my own decision at the end of the day. So they will say, listen, you know, this is my opinion, but I know that you're going to, you yeah. know, and I was adamant that, that this was the movie that I was doing that summer. Yeah. That I was going to do Myth the Fingerprints, and then, and then I got the offer to do Lost World, mm -hmm. and I said, and this, this is the slot for Boogie Nights, and this is what right, I'm doing. Right, right. And there were other film, films that came up, and people were saying it would be, it might be more advantageous for you to do this, right, but right. they knew, you know, so you kind of, people make suggestions. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you make your... Can I tell you, ask you a question about this? Yeah. That I actually have always, uh, I mean, this was pretty far into the schedule, but when I watch this scene, <clears throat> in the, um, when you're in your bedroom and you come in and you turn on the stereo and you take your clothes off, you know, and you get the big bulge in the pants, da 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 da. But, uh, my, 
I know we were far enough in the I know we were far enough in the shoot that you did trust me, yeah. but because the scene really has no end, did you ever have a question of what? Because I never really explained it. I just I remember just saying like, you go here and then you gotta do karate and I'll call cut. And I remember because it kind of goes on for a long time. Right. And I, I watch it every once in a while. It's like the screening or something. I'll be like, I wonder if you knew what the fuck was gonna happen. If I ever told you it was gonna fade out or what it was or how it kind of felt. Did you Did you know? Because I don't remember telling you. No. No. Okay, but it didn't feel uncomfortable or weird. Nah, no, we were well into it by then. Although you kept complaining about my cheek leak. Is that what you called it? Yeah. I, was, I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> He's like, fix the cheek leak or some shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> your, your cheeks are leaking out of your, your yeah, shorts. I on, know what it is now. On the right and on the left there. You got that mark. No, you got I like just, a burnt it was butt. Just, it was hilarious. You have a great butt, I think. Well, thanks, man. You're welcome. I just thought it was hilarious. You know? Yeah. So I was just going for <laughs> you know? And Joanna Gleason plays your mom. Yeah, I saw her today. She's, she's the shit. And that means that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty great. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you the moment where I thought maybe you were not going to do the movie. The first costume fitting. And, oh, <laughs> and the very oh, first costume fitting, and we went through all the regular <sighs> costumes, and then we got to the, the 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 outfit that you wear in the big fight with with, with, with Jack, which is basically speedos, headband, and a boots and I was boots. Ready to cry. And it said that in the script. That's I why know. I felt like fuck I you. Always, it said it in the script. Speedos, but, but you know headband, what? You know what? and I've boots. I've worked with people before. You know, and Paul's a little little smaller than I am, and you know, I think, <laughs> you know, if it came down to a physical thing, I'd come out on top. <laughs> But no, I figured, you know, I, maybe I could talk my way out of it, you know, and just say, well, maybe I could just, you know, wear a towel or something instead, you know? Right. But, uh... But you wouldn't... It you'd... didn't work out that way, but by the time we got around to doing it... So you had planned like when you were first, time. when you were first, when you were in the costume thing, you just thought, you know what, I'll fucking yeah, talk fuck him out that. of this. I'll just say no. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're fucking midway into shooting. What the fuck's he gonna do? Right. Like I said, if it comes down to a fight, <laughs> you know? So... Because I had done that before. Yeah. Don, here's the scene where you're selling a stereo, and we shot this on the very first day of the shooting. First day, yeah. Um, and the commercial was the first day. And the commercial, too, the last scene. This is the day when I went, I don't know what the this dude is doing. <laughs> like when you were doing the whip, when you were doing the whip pan, because I just remember at one point uh, you were talking to Bob, and he said, Well, uh, I can kind of see us in the glass a little bit. And you were like, yeah, that's all right. I <laughs> said, okay. Uh, can, can someone give me Julianne, please? Just call Julianne. Does the kid, I need to talk to. Does the kid know what he's doing? His DP just said he could see the camera in the fucking glass, and he says, "That's yeah, okay." But no, that's but uh, that's when I just went, "Hey, just go with it, man. Just go with it." And then I came to see what you were doing, and I went, "Okay." Right, right. It's it's texture, you know. This my 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 the thing that I remember here, Don, is the co is the coffee cup, and I remember we sort of we had remember they saw this photo um, for some country and western outfit, and some guy, and he just had a coffee mug, and we looked at it, and we we're like, fucking coffee mug. <laughs> Gotta have a mug. That's so good. I remember that. I remember the that that costume. Do you remember your costume fitting? 
Oh yeah, and I had like three of them. It was I, like it was as entertaining as doing the movie for I'm me. I'm saying, like, wasn't it just amazing? <laughs> like yeah. going, oh that, oh yeah that. Oh, yeah. oh I got it. With then that. I felt compelled to act out every like possible <laughs> character scenario in costume for the Polaroids. Right, right, right. I <laughs> saw your single, Polaroids. So Yours and Mark's are hilarious. I'm like posing and doing these ridiculous <laughs> things, like I'm jumping in the pool in the shorts and stuff. <laughs> You well, Don. I was talking to Julianne earlier, and talk about calling her up because I'm not sure if I really buy this story 100%. But talk about calling her up and finding out, you know. Oh, finding out what? About me. Oh no, yeah. Um. You notice how he turned that around? Like exactly. we were talking about the other actors in the movie. Now we're talking <laughs> about, about Paul, Paul again. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> No, we were, we were, um, I met you at the restaurant and then we talked about the, the gig and I, you know, I told you I had some slight misgivings because my parents were still alive and family that I cared about and I didn't know how far this was going to go or what it was going to be. And I worked with Julianne before at the Guthrie and, you know, I respected her and we got along really well. I, I called her when I was doing Rebound, in fact, before I said I was going to do the movie, before I decided to do it. I called her two or three times just to talk about, mm. you know, philosophically what the movie was going to be because, you know, I'm like, I was nervous. And when I read your script, you were so specific and a lot of the things that you put in there were very technical. Mm -hmm. So as I was reading it, a lot of times I lost the thread of the story mm -hmm. because I was trying to figure out Oh, what's how's the camera gonna move? What's he talking about? So I, I wasn't really sure, but Julianne said, "No, look, this is he's the shit. The movie's gonna be the bomb. He's not trying to be sensationalistic or you know just look at me show peepees and and you know titties. It's gonna be on, and that combined with you know your my meeting convinced me to 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 put my faith in the project, and I'm I'm glad I did, except for the whole that whole um, Marky Mark incident." <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I did. And now you have three little close-ups of these horses. Mm -hmm. And there, there's a, and the blue ribbon that she obviously won for horseback riding. And, and then there's your butt. Couple packs and, and my, ne my question is, <laughs> this close-up of you coming up, do you remember what happened when we shot this? No, what happened? This one right here. <laughs> Do you know why you're so good? Because <laughs> it's the rehearsal that I was rolling on. <laughs> Don't answer the phone. I won't. Checking your caller ID. Do you remember? <laughs> Hello? Okay. What? Having sex. Oh. Whoa. All right, I'll call you back. Bye. Okay. Who is that? Uh, travel agent. Okay. Where are you going? <laughs> Tahiti. Okay. <laughs> Did you get kind of a semi-boner when you were rubbing up against her in that scene? Nah. No? Really? Nah. She's kind of cute, no though. No boners. No boners. Did you, did you ever get a, like a half a boner in any of the sex scenes that we did? None. You fucking lie. None. Really? No. No. I get a boner when I watch this. <laughs> this is when Heather, when the girl comes back to here. 
when Heather girl, Heather girl. I don't know. I just think that 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 shot of you know her skating down the hallway is just very sexy. The music, I mean, it's just beyond perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, pretty good. It was my idea. It's your job to wax my car. It was my idea. the yeah. story of when we met, right? After there was a reading, and then you're like, oh, meet me, I wanna talk to you about it. We met at that bar, mm -hmm. and then we went to the Formosa night, and you're like, oh, I want you to meet Mark, right? And you just mm -hmm. offered Mark the bar, and you're like, oh, this is a roller girl. And it's like, then I, like, I knew that I had the job that well, night tell sitting the story, there. Tell the story again, because oh. you're telling it to me because I know it, but okay, tell right, the story right, right. in the context. Like, tell, okay. tell, tell, tell it to Fiona, because okay. she doesn't know it. You know what I mean? Like, I went in to read for the movie, you know, and I really liked the script, and then Paul, like, took me outside after, and he was, like, talking to me. And then my agents called and said, well, he wants to meet with you and talk to you over drinks. So I met him at um, La Poubelle, where we were the other night. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking, and we talked about a few things, and, like, clear, like, we just were, you were really so honest and, like, upfront, which is cool about the nudity. You're just like, this is exactly how it's going to be, no more, no less, which mm -hmm. I thought was really cool, because a lot of directors are just really vague about it, and you feel sort of slightly exploited, because you never feel like you know what's happening to you, but you were just like, this is what's happening. And then you're like, oh, let's go meet Mark Wahlberg, and I sort of knew he was doing it, and so I was like, wow, you know, this is kind of cool. And then I was sitting there, and you're like, this is Roller Girl, and I was just like so happy, because I wanted the, really wanted the job, and I was just like, this is, like, I knew that I had it at that moment. I was trying to be cool. I remember just trying to be cool, like, yeah, hi, you know? <laughs> but it was funny. And then I went home, and I was very happy. It was funny. And then you had to learn how to Oh, I remember Mark was getting picked up on right by that girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and he was like, and, and then then like the night was over, like, oh, I'll take I'll take you back to your car. And then Mark's like, went back over to talk to the girl. <laughs> but you can't, did you have a crush on Marky at all while we were shooting? You know what? I didn't like know his work from his other movies. I just knew the ad sort of vaguely. And I remember mm -hmm. looking at him thinking, I can see why you cast him, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, here, just hearing his name, I thought, oh, Marky Mark, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. know anything. But I, I, when I met him, I thought he has something like really interesting. Mm -hmm. And he's really sexy, you know? He will. He'll see it. Anything silly? Yeah. Can I ask you one? Oh, what? Um, Making sure. Did you ever hear any rumors of Louis being stoned at all during the sh during some of the shooting? Did you hear it? No, I never did. Oh. Because he apparently was stoned a lot of the time. In, in Boogie Nights? Yeah, but really? I didn't. Know, I kind of didn't know it at the time. I was so busy no. working on other things. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think that that's important to say is that just, what was it, like two weeks or four weeks? It was like two weeks? four weeks, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You, you just had a baby, your right. first baby. Right. Young Tom, who's sitting He's here. He's right here. And, um, <laughs> but the, the question I, 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 mean, <clears throat> I don't know if you're going to match this up or not with, cool. with but... You know, we do get to see your sort of naked body in this right. movie. How how the hell did you go from having a baby four weeks later looking like you looked in the movie? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh-huh. But I you was just... breastfeeding during the movie. Do you know that, Paul? Before Nina Hartley got into entertainment, she studied to be um, like a, a, you know, like a midwife type, you know, health... Uh, natural type, you know, nurse, and she like recognized my breast pump because I was bringing it, you know, for him yeah. to it immediately. And she was just going on and on about how important it was to breastfeed. I didn't know he studied to become a halfway nurse. Something like that, yeah. Really? Before wow. she, before she became an actress. Uh huh. That is true. And right. Dramatic. You sure you don't want a fresca? No, thanks. 
Are you sure? Yeah. You're out of lines, Jack. And I have to say, coming up here is one, one, one. Well, I guess I, I'm saying it's a favorite line, and I wrote it. But the way that you say it, just the way that you say you're great, after you kiss him, you know. Um, oh, yeah. There's just something kind of nice, and then the way you bend down. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, did you see my shoes though? <laughs> I had to bend way down like that. <laughs> She's the best. She's a wonderful mother, you know. She's a mother to all those who need love. She's really nice. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking? Did you think, did you, did you honestly at any moment have a thing where you felt like... What do you... I love it. Maybe, maybe second guessed yourself or, or your instinct to do this movie or to, to be naked in this movie. Because that's the big thing. And that's what everybody wants to talk about. But there is, and I can understand why they can ask. I can understand that because I think everybody's going there like, that's an experience they don't have. Uh -huh. What the fuck is it like to I take know. your clothes off? Do you think everyone secretly is like fascinated by it? And like, why is everyone so into it? Maybe. Do you think that all see people, everyone wants to do it or something? Or? I don't know. I mean, well, did you did you want to do it before? Did you did you have an instinct like I want to take my clothes off in a movie and I need to find the right movie to do it, or um, was it just like this well, is the I good part? I thought like I was thinking it'd be cool to be in a movie like about sex. Like I think that's really interesting, you know? Yeah. And to do something out there, but I don't know if I was really like I gotta be naked in a movie. You know right, what I mean? Right, but right. I mean, there is a certain like you feel like out there, you know, kind of like crazy wild. Like I'm doing this crazy wild thing, you know? Right, right, right. And it's kind of cool to just think, ah, yeah, I did that, you know? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you felt like, did you feel excited by it? So then, like, so you were kind of like, not turned on, mm -hmm. but like, mm -hmm. like, is there, is there mm -hmm. something kind of thrilling about it? I think that uh, on the day, it was a little, I was kind of nervous, you know? Yeah. And when I did it and I thought, you know, I was trying to think as this person, this means nothing to me. Not as me, Heather, this is like kind of crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking this is nothing. But afterward, I think the day, it wasn't really a turn on. But when I thought about it afterwards, it was kind of a turn on like that I did that, yeah, you right, know? Right. And the idea of thinking about doing it. But when I actually did it, it didn't really turn me on because I was just like <laughs> nervous, you know? I mean, you've done sex scenes, you had done sex scenes before in movies, right? Honestly. Were you nervous at all? No. You weren't? I didn't have to do nothing. No, I know, but were you nervous for her? Were you nervous for the scene? Were you well, nervous for anything? Because well, I was fucking I mean, shaking, so just pretend you know, like you were. I wanted her, you know, I tried to make her as comfortable as possible. Because she'd never done a sex scene before. Right. right. No, I, I really didn't think about it. Right. But it must be nice to have Heather naked on top of you. I think it was only one scene where I was nervous. Which one? I've seen at the house. When you're fighting with your mom? Yeah. Really? Just because we weren't too specific with what. Remember there was just a time where we were kind of just looking at each other. Tell me. What? what when we were trying to, when we were talking about it? What? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. I just remember, you know, us kind of talking and mm -hmm. saying, you know, what do you want me to do in life? Let's just feel it out. I don't know. It was just a weird, yeah. you know? Yeah. Why do I look nervous right there? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're just a good actor. I'm acting, Paul. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. The shot of the dad. Yeah, we did that after you left that day. Right. And put it in. 
towards the very end. I didn't have it in for the longest time. It was just the fight and then put it in because I guess I and a lot of other people always wondered, well, where the fuck is the dad? Where's the dad, you know, uh, to say something or protect him or, you know, jump in. You know? So I, I think it's good to see him. Yeah. And this is your line. <laughs> Do you know the line? Yeah. What's the line? Uh, you don't speak to me. No. You don't be mean and you don't, don't talk to me. No. No. Yeah. You hated that fucking line. Remember the no at the end. I always have to uh -huh. fuck. Can we change that? Can you change that? Or you asked me to give you a line reading. You actually just said, just tell me how you want me to say it. At that point, it was like, yeah. just you say it. You say how you say it. Yeah. Did it work when I said that? Yeah. <laughs> Now, now, okay, ah. rock, jazz, classical, this is probably my favorite moment of yours, it's on the back of your head, there's a moment, and Bert says, what kind of music do you like, and Mark says, rock, jazz, classical, and then he keeps going, and I don't really know why, but I think it's so funny. <laughs> and I think the way that you say it is really funny. Oh, rock, jazz, classical. Rock, jazz, classical. You know, I'm, you know, I, I'm very worldly. Now, 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 yeah! Okay! Let's talk about something important. Let's talk about first John C. Riley. Eddie Adams. <laughs> well, I would have to say that I, I, I personally like this scene a lot. I like the two of you in this scene. I love this scene. But I this is one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Yes, it's very good. You're very good looking away there. and let's, So we can wax each other's car about it all day. But there's a weird moment that happened between you and Riley right. at the end of this day. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> you don't all know I, what happened. Well, let me tell you. I know <laughs> that you guys got along. You're best fucking friends. And suddenly, I look around. And you're fucking pushing each other, going, fuck you, fuck you, what are you going to do? And then you storm off, and he storms off. And I say, when did you two guys turn into jackasses? What just happened here? Right. And then obviously the next day everything was fine. Right. What the fuck were you fighting we were about? I, we were all messing around, talking. He had been a little late that day. Remember, me and you were giving him a hard time uh -huh. about, he went for an audition or something, a meeting or something. Right. And. You know, we were kind of rehearsing and just figuring out the nonsense. He had so much shit to do, and I don't know if he just messed up a line or something. We were all just kind of giving each other a hard time, like we always done. Right. And then we started throwing marshmallows. Yeah, I remember. And I, this was after we were walking away. So I had another marshmallow, and I'm laughing. I threw the marshmallow and hit him in the head. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I ever saw. And he just fucking got very upset. Yeah. And he fucking come running at me, yeah. fucking motherfucker, and pushed me. Yeah, yeah. And fell down. And then, yeah. of course, I didn't know what happened. Somebody goes like that, and it's not playing around anymore. My right. automatic instinct is to hit him. Right, right. You know? And I didn't. I, everything flashed in my mind for the mm -hmm. first time in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the consequences flashed in my mind right. before I reacted. Right, right. You know? Right. And, um... Of course, you know, I was very upset by that because we were all playing around and yeah. he was the one who took it to that level, you know, so I was Well, you threw a marshmallow at his head. He had thrown a marshmallow at me before that. <laughs> you know, we were all throwing I mean, marshmallows. I mean, a guy throws a marshmallow at It's all funny games until head. somebody gets hurt, you're right. Absolutely. And obviously the marshmallow hurt him, so he was a little upset. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Actually, yeah, a wonderful thing. It was, you know, I don't know. He, 
you know? Well, the wonderful sort of epilogue to this is that it took, uh, the, the, actually the shot is coming up where uh, the next day of shooting, we were shooting the scene where you are sitting there and it's just a Scotty's point of view of you and Riley sitting in those lawn chairs. And you guys had to sit in the baking sun for about two hours while I tried to get that shot into the iris in right. Mm -hmm. And you were still fighting at that point. It was like early the next day, and there mm -hmm. you are, just silent, not saying a word to each other. And the wonderful thing is that by the end of shooting that scene, I think you guys had straightened it all out. All right. And there was some pool throwing in incidents and stuff. Yes, we were yeah. throwing each other in the pool. And Never put 14 young actors around a pool because people will be pushed in and then someone's going to take it too far. And I guess you did with the marshmallow, didn't you? <laughs> if I'm going to take the rap for this one, uh, <laughs> Well, I'll, you can take this opportunity to apologize for throwing the marshmallow. Oh, I apologize for throwing the marshmallow, <laughs> you know, for having the better arm, you know, because mm -hmm. there was marshmallows being thrown my way too, you know. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Louis Guzman stoned in this scene? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. God, I knew it. I knew it. I'd say faster, you know? And he'd say, okay. And it would go slower. <laughs> I, I really, I think he was stoned. Well, you'll have to ask him that, Paul. I should, right? Do I think? Yeah, I think everybody's high all the time. Mm -hmm. I could have sworn Bert was high. <laughs> no. Well, he wasn't. I can tell you that. He certainly wasn't. <laughs> um, so we're looking at little... There, do you remember this girl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have sex with her? What the... <laughs> the little crack porn? No, one? this girl. Grace. Oh, no. Is that her name? Yeah. No. I... I don't know, like to, but I didn't. Yeah. Did, do you remember shooting this scene? Do you um, remember how many takes we did? Yeah. How many? I left the turn into a pro. Mm-hmm. I think we did... 35, 35 and 38. 37. 38, 35 so and then another 7. With the hair and the fucking so makeup and just being picked and pulled at all. That's the thing, actually. That's true. Well, that's the, that's the thing, is that you know, for anybody that doesn't know, you have tattoos all over your body. I don't have them all over well, my body. Well, practically. And the makeup that I is required. Tattoos, yeah. You've got tattoos that are very visible if you're doing a scene where a guy's swimming in a pool yeah. with trunks on. So you Definitely. did have to go through a lot of insane yeah. makeup to uh, cover that up. And they did a pretty good job. They, yeah, they did a great job. And I don't know, you know, maybe we shot this scene beforehand where you're sort of before the big fight between you and Riley that afternoon, but... It wasn't the same afternoon. No, 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 it wasn't, but... But... Maybe the fact that he had been landing on his back all day the day before... Yeah, he could have had all kind of personal problems, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> can I ask you, you a question? Know, can I, I ask you a question? Seriously, do you think Louis Guzman is stoned in this scene? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I fucking knew it. I knew it. Oh, yeah. Uh, look at Don Cheadle's outfit. Uh -huh. uh, can you speak a little louder, please? Uh, who? Don, do you remember shooting this scene with Louie? Mm-hmm. Because 
I, I mean, I remember really being excited by you being excited by that scene, because it's like one of those scenes where I think where, the, just the way it was written, um, I, I'm very proud of the way I wrote it and the way that it, that it happens, but I, I did realize, like, I think when we were going to that the scene that day to shoot it, like, well, I hope Louie or Don doesn't ask me anything, because the way it really appeared on the page was just nothing. Like, there's a phone call, hello, Maggie? No, hang on one second. No, what was that? Some kid looking for his mom. Like. There's no real meat on it. Right, and I was right. just hoping, like, yeah. I hope they don't yeah. want to fuck with and this and say... Seals and the deal with staring at the phone. <laughs> hey, watch this for me, will you? Is that what he says? Yeah. And watch the phone. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, keep an eye on it. I don't know what he said. But it was said, look at the phone, basically, to me. <laughs> to was, Buck. That's what Buck heard. That was one of those things, too, with me. And when I saw the movie, like, look at that shit he was doing, man. Oh, we were all kind of... It was kind of like a friendly competition, but everyone was definitely <laughs> trying to like. Out oh, you think that's other. stupid? Yeah. Oh, you ain't saying stupid. It was yeah. like the Indian Olympics. So Macy, before we get to the big New Year's shot of you, there's a couple things I want to get in. What what did you, what did your agents and managers say to you? I mean, did they, was there any sort of hesitation on their part about participating? Because not, you know, I mean, I'll be the first one to be proud of the script, but I can also understand that there was a sort of sort of scared thing, like, well, you know. It reads pretty good, but who the, how the fuck is this going to happen, and how is he going to do it, you know? And I'd only made one movie, you know? So well, if you don't read scripts carefully, it, I think it's, it's difficult to read scripts, and this one was particularly difficult to read, because you had to, you had to understand what each scene was about, but the film itself doesn't have a moral, a through line, right. a punch line. Right. Um, put on top of the thing. So what you have to do is put all the scenes together and realize what it's about in your own head. You've got to watch the movie as you read it. And I can see how people could miss it. And I think one of the reasons it's so much fun to watch this film is because from a writer's point of view, you didn't indicate at all. It does, we are going somewhere, we know that. Yes. But you don't, you don't give us any uh, clues. I mean, it's up to us to decide where it's going to go. That's my kind of movie. That's why I love this kind of writing. So I'm pretty much the best director you've ever worked with. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the best writer. Oh, yeah. The yeah. best human being in Probably. Person. Best hair? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I say something about the writing? Yeah. Yeah? I think the best thing about it is that everybody has a different way of speaking. And normally when you see, like, when you, when you really, like, try to separate the the writing in a movie when you try to just listen to what they're saying and imagine it on the script paper. It's like everybody talks in the same way. Everybody talks like the writer must talk or something like that. But everybody in this movie really has their own um, voice and their own way of speaking. They all have their own little phrases. And How do you do that? You give everybody their own little fucking... Uh... Shot syntax, they're shot, Give yeah. Shot. You know, Give everybody a shot. Gives little clues as to where to go, but yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> Not only do they all have their own voice, but I think you really directed uh, the actors well. Mm. Everybody's clearly going someplace, mm. and nobody's adding a lot to it, yeah. Mm. No, I know. I think she's sick. Oh, what the fuck is this? I didn't do anything. I, I didn't. Is she breathing? I don't know. I remember every day going to the set and like, no one really knew, no, I don't know, it's just this own little microcosm. It's almost like I wasn't even thinking in the long run of the thing. I wasn't thinking like, oh, people are gonna see this movie and it's gonna become this whole thing. It's gonna, 
you know. Why do you think that happened? I don't know. We just created because you, because you got all the actors. There's so many actors in the movie that. Think about getting some new shit. What do you think? Like, we kind of had enough people to make our own little world. You know, it wasn't like three or four people and then we'd all go home to our families or whatever. It was like all these people together all the time became this whole little world unto itself. And it was like things were going good if we were having a good time, basically. Which is the case all the time, I suppose, but it's so rare. You know, usually in the movies you get like a day or two, like, oh yeah, I remember we had so much fun that day or whatever. All right, here, right? Shut the fuck up. She okay? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, this is great when the Pull gate when he pulls when the it. gate almost hits him out of the way. <laughs> Bill Hoffman. But when he pulls comedian. it down, that to me is that's that's the when he pulls that's, his shirt down. Yeah, that's beautiful. This is the, and the, it pops right back up. The center of Phil's character is the way he holds his arms. I think. Oh my god. When he puts right here, when ah. he puts one hand on his elbow. Hey, I gotta get over there. Like trying to hide his body. <laughs> oh, let me pull the shirt right here. No. Yeah. <laughs> right back up. Oh, that is probably the sleaziest I look in the whole movie. Right there. I got a little bit of jerry curl in the hair. I'm a, I appear kind of stoned on qualudes or something. Qualudes? Yeah. Qualudes? Yeah. Whatever, qualudes. Yeah, like you don't know. Yeah. Actually, I kind of missed them, actually. I want to go back, because actually I talked to Marky about the marshmallow throwing incident. Yeah, that's what I was going to, yeah. And I wanted to talk about that. I got his take on the marshmallow throwing incident, and... Uh, what is his take on it? His take was, you know, I don't know what happened, and things got a little out of line, and I threw a marshmallow, and it hit him in the head, and he got really upset, and tempers flared up, but everything was okay the next day, and uh, that's kind of what he said. Yeah, okay, so this is what happened. Mark... At the beginning of the movie, and he, he, he tempered it somewhat as we went on, but at the beginning, he had this whole crew with him all the time, and he was like constantly, he would pick on everyone that he felt he could pick on. He, like, he realized the, per, the people that would not put up with it at all, and the people who would put up with it for the rest of the movie, and then the people who he kind of wanted to test his ground with. And I was one of the people he wanted to test his ground with. So he's, he was pushing, I was watching him all day, pushing people into the pool, like over and over to like, like pushing the same person in the pool four times or something where it's like just not funny anymore. It's like cruel kind of high school pranksterism. And uh, I was watching it and he was trying to push me in the pool and then we we're going back and forth. And I made the mistake of getting in a competition with, with Mark because if you ever get in any kind of competition with Mark, you will lose. He's just like, he's, Irrepressible. Yeah, he will just take it to the wall. So I, you know, collaborated with someone else to get him into the pool, and we did knock him in the pool. And then I remember being knocked into the pool with a robe on and like clothes and this whole thing. It was a nightmare. Anyway, he's going on and on. And then people started throwing marshmallows around the set. Then people were getting. I was getting hungry, and I get like I bet a problem with low blood sugar. If I don't eat, I get like really aggro. The only time I have temper flares is when I haven't eaten. And they were throwing marshmallows around, and I was like, I'd had it. And uh, I remember there was a whole controversy about whether you were going to shoot coverage of, the, of Reed's yeah, introduction yeah. scene, too. And I was a little worried about that. 
Like, you actually put that bug in my ear from watching other movies that I've been in and saying, oh, he didn't know how to introduce your character, man. Look at that. He just leaves you in the background. Your it's the first time your character appears. I didn't even have that thing in my head before talking to you. And anyway, so there was that whole thing earlier in the day where I was kind of dominating him, and then the coverage of the scene thing I was worried about, and then... And then I realized I was not going to be able to dominate him the whole time because our characters, are, it was just this weird kind of cross between my, what my character felt and what I felt. And I was like, after like totally dominating this guy all morning, suddenly he's hitting me with marshmallows all the time and pushing me in the pool. And like, I was walking and I was like, I remember saying, I just need to go eat something, I need to get out of here right now before I, get, before I go aggro. And I was walking with my head down into the house to get out of the yard, and Mark whipped a marshmallow, hit me square in the center of the forehead. And it was, it, it was so humiliating that I went into a rage and rushed him and, like, tried to put... I don't know what I thought I was going to do. He could, probably, he could probably smash my skull with one punch. I mean, he's an incredibly strong guy, but I would just rushed him. I went full aggro and tried to choke him or something. I, like, went for his neck and pushed him. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He couldn't believe he was stunned. He was stunned that someone, would, A, would actually try to attack him, and B, that it was me. We thought we were really good friends, but I don't know. And then I, you talked me down. I ate something. Most importantly, I ate something. Were you nervous about doing the movie? Excuse me. Uh, what do you mean? Were you nervous about, you know, I don't know, in any way about the, the topic or... No. Yeah, you weren't, right? No. It, because, you know, it transcends the topic and it's about, it, the movie's more about people. Right. Then. The setup is. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> Did you? Uh, you know, I just want to make sure that it's really clear that, that what, had, what had happened was New Line was really sort of pushing me to, you know, because the cast at the time, you know, for who was in it, was not incredibly. She was star-driven. She can it's okay, do whatever. Um, and they really said, you know, it'd be great if you could get someone in here. So I I offered the part to Patricia Arquette, who I, I think is great. But um, I also knew I really wasn't going to do it, and I was sort of biding my time, creating a situation where, out of, you know, out of out of desperation. In their eyes, we would just have to cast. Oh well, I know we don't know her, and but she's great. Her name is Melora Walters, and it would right. just sort of like, it was basically a con to to, right. to, 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 get, to get you in the movie. Right, and I'm like, well, it's not going to happen. And he's like, I'm a gambler. You got to trust me. I'm like, just read the script. Tell me what you think. I'm like, no, I don't want to read the script because remember, I was like, uh -huh, I uh -huh. don't want to because I don't want to read it and fall in love and then find out. You can't do it. And you were convinced that I was not going to be able to get you in right. this part because the studio wasn't going to allow. Right. Right. But you'd known that, right? You'd known that the studio was like, wait a minute, you got to, you got to put a star in here. You know, you got to put a star in this part. And I was saying, oh, sure, 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 sure. And I saw, you know, had met Patricia Arquette, who I thought would have been great and everything, but I knew wasn't going to do it. And I was just sort of waiting until the very last minute. And, and your part shot the very first day. Right. So it was the, the concept was, we'll just turn around and the studio will have no choice and they'll just, they'll just see the dailies and there'll be this actress playing the part who <laughs> they don't know about. You know? <coughs> so that was the plan. <coughs> and it worked. <clears throat> and you look really sexy. It just feels yeah. beats in his pacing and this oh, are oh, just sick. The clip, the... You look really hot. <laughs> you look really sexy. It's like what? What? What's up with the 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 uh, oral fixation, the chewing the pen? It's just the whole. It's all working, man. 
It's just all working. Standing in the room and him having to tell him, you know, hey, man, could I get a second here? Can you give me a minute? But he's so gone. Yeah. He's so just gone. And that, that he really has to, it reminded me of, of in, um, in A Fish Called Wanda when, when the dude's explaining the plot to Kevin Klein and Kevin yeah. Klein's staring right at him. And he finally says, like, hey, are you listening? He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's been staring directly at him the whole time. It's like he's just lost in Dirk. He's just lost in it. I stick Phil's greatness. Do you, um, and this is a great, this is good for Bert. This is great. 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 Yeah. This is Bert's, great. my favorite Bert moment. In Me this too. Movie. Me too. When, when Mark says, you know, will you call me Dirk? He's like, he says, yeah. yeah, man. Absolutely. You got it. It's great. Okay. I also like Bert's outfit. Yeah. All right. Sure. Um, I was wondering if you could come call me Dirk from now on. Absolutely. I'm sorry. No, no. From now on. Thanks. Okay, let's get a good one. Do you want to practice your lines with me? No, I know. You look great, honey. Thanks. Um, this is where you are my idol. <laughs> do you remember? What the hell did you do? Because um, you nailed the porno dialogue. I don't know what it was. It was like something that, I, honestly, I really do think it's the writing. I mean, I, I mean, you know, not to throw the ball back at you, but, yeah. but if something's not written correctly and well and rhythmically, I can't do it. I yeah. can't make it up. I can't just pretend that it's there, you yeah. know? But rhythmically, there was something about it that was off. Like, there was always one too many... I don't know. There were like one too many words or something. Yeah, right, right. So, so it made you know th that's how the, the rhythm made sense that way. Yeah. I don't really even know, <laughs> but I, I have to say it's the writing. Well, the, yeah. the, actually, two things just to jump to. I mean, this, by the way, too. Again, just waxing your car on. Just come on my stomach and my tits if you can, because you know what? That oh, was. But it's a thing. great line. It's you a can't great line. mess it up. No, that's not true. Is that you can mess that line up because there are a million actresses that would have played the gag and mm. winked and said like, you know, I know what I'm saying and I don't really want to say this in some way. Yeah. And you say it and it's so beautiful and it's so sincere and it's just like, it breaks your heart and it makes you fucking laugh at the oh. same time and you just go. But it is, it's a great, but it's a great line. But then if you think like in any other situation, I mean, somebody asked me what the difference is between the pornography world. Oh, now you laughed every time I did this and you almost ruined every take. <laughs> right Hello, are yeah. you John? Yeah, are you John? And then you go, <laughs> and I'd say, Stop it! Every single time, every single time, you laughed. Um, no, I, I, that's that's true that I did. But have you ever? Um, I asked you to look into the camera, and I remember you kind of saying, "What the hell is this?" I was you very know? scared. I don't like to do that. I don't like to look right into the lens. No. It makes me very nervous. Now, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm not gonna ask you for your acting tricks or anything. And I know you already explained about the dialogue. But what is this? Oh, the, the lean thing? forward. Okay, now and this... then the two-handed clap together. Okay, this I can this this I can kind of explain because this is about um, <laughs> it, it, you know when you first start out acting, you're <laughs> extremely self-conscious. You know uh -huh. you don't doing, doing physically doing stuff is just it's so difficult. Mm -hmm. So this is somebody who's not a gifted actor uh -huh. and doesn't know what to do with her body necessarily. Certainly when she's just supposed to be talking. So I mm -hmm. wanted to make every gesture. Right. self-conscious right. so even when 
So like when I turn myself in the chair, my intention is really to turn the chair around, but I get kind of stuck. <laughs> so I can't get all the way around, so I have to do it in two parts. And so then I realize I'm too far away from the desk to, to address him, so I have to bring my entire body back and clasp my hands for And so it's really all about being physically uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> So you know, so that every every no, you know nothing is fluid. Mm -hmm, so that's mm -hmm. that's really all that's God that bless that. you. That's that. God bless you. But I mean, that's just I just take that from my own experience <laughs> right, of being right. like a you know a young actor who doesn't know what to do with their hands. Sure, sure, sure. So, well, it just kills me every time I <laughs> see it. God bless you. And here you are, looking very greasy. No, <laughs> a little shiny. Well, yeah, but shiny. We love shiny. the seventies shine. Very seventies shiny. <laughs> um. But how does it, do you, do you think when, I mean, because I know this has been a thing for you, is like, fucking, I'm not going to talk about taking my clothes off and fucking shortcuts again, or right? right. I'm like, like, does it, does it fuck, does that fuck you up? Because now it's like, you've got to think like, because you've got to handle 40 annoying questions about taking your clothes off, that you have to think then, now this is fucking me up as an actress because now I can't look at this and and sort of honestly say that's something I want to do for me and my gut. No, because I don't I'm have gonna... any problem with that. Right. I mean, I I've done you know I think I've said a million a million right. zillion times if something is pertinent to the story. Exactly. Uh, right. Then it's pertinent and important to the movie. If it's not, it's gratuitous and you don't do it. And I don't right. feel it in my career. Uh, I've done, you know, I made the mistake of doing one thing once that was gratuitous, and I never made that mistake again. Right, right. So, you know. What were you talking about? When, when he says, when Mark tells him to call him Dirk, please call him Dirk on the set, and he's like, hey, man, you, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. No problem. You know, I have no to problem. say, we, you know, be, the, it's, uh, I'm sure when people watch this, they'll, they'll have heard things in the press about Paul and Bert and people disagreeing and Bert, Bert's ambivalence about the movie and stuff. But he's, I, I have a lot of respect. I mean, even though he was kind of a high-maintenance person to get along with, He's been through a lot in his life, and I can understand him being a high-maintenance person. And the fact is, he was so much older than everyone else in the movie for, the, for most of the scenes that he was doing, except for, like, Bob, Ridge, Bob Ridgely and Philip uh, uh, Baker Hall. He really, he rose to the challenge, you know? He was kind of like, he didn't, he was really out of his element. And he was taking a big risk, and he did really well, you know? And he, he's a different, he's from a different school of acting, you know? And, it, and yet... And a lot of people in the movie have a different school of acting, you know? Everyone has their own way of getting things done, and he really, I don't know, he really rose to the occasion, and and the kind of personal stuff that happened after the filming of the movie, and well, some of it during the movie, is unfortunate, but I don't know. I, I have a lot of respect for him, even though it's easy to paint him as this kind of ridiculous character who's, who's completely deluded, you know? He, I, you know... He's definitely paid his due, and he deserves he deserves respect. And ultimately, he really is a huge yeah, asset to the movie. Right, man, yeah. no doubt. You know, whether he knew whether he knew exactly what he how, whether he knew how the things he was doing were coming across at the time uh, is almost beside the point. Because well, what it is is what is it is in the movie. The funny thing is, is that I'm sitting here. I kind of recognize a weird irony. Is that the way that you might have felt in saying? seeing what Mark was doing and going, God, this, this could be a disaster, and only really knowing about what you were doing. But somehow, personally, we could relate and we could, we could express that to each other. 
and the same for you. Like, well, I didn't really know what the whole movie was. I knew what I was doing, and it just felt good, and you knew that you could make me laugh, is it actually helps me appreciate the situation with Bert a little bit more, is that I, I, don't, I didn't have that personal connection to him that I do to you guys and everyone else in the movie. But yeah, I'm really, sure that he everyone was else in the there. movie, you had a, a strong personal it's relationship like with him. contemporaries. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. So I think maybe it helps me understand that Bert was just out to see like everyone else, but we weren't also then going out to fucking beers afterwards yeah, exactly. and like sleeping over at each other's house, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it helps he was me understand. Probably advised by people, so, you know, some people that this was a risky thing for him to do and be mm -hmm. careful and whatever. Are you crazy? It won't match. Jack, hmm? I could do it again if you need a close-up. I should have been there, man. But do you remember the day we were in the well, you house? You have to go back. Oh, I'm sorry. What? There was a shot I wanted to point out. It was the PTA special. Which one? Which one? When, I'm, when he picks the shoe off the rack, and you're on one side of Mark, and he picks up the shoe, and all of a sudden, I, I am on the other side of him. <laughs> it's, it's just like in Heart 8 when you... when Sam Jackson asks me for a cigarette, and then when I light it, by the time he lights it, you're all the way around on the other side. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. No, 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 it's okay. You're an actor. Clever. <laughs> Clever camera move, Paul. Oh, thank you. Kudos. And then we're coming up on Don Cheadle and John Riley doing magic together. Talk and explain this, because this was like dream team. Like, I'm getting John Riley and Cheadle together in the same cool scene. This day, actually. I remember being worried that it wasn't going to work out. I hated this scene. You did? I liked it when we were rehearsing it, and by the time we did it, I felt burnt. Did you, didn't you? I yeah. felt like we were, it was so funny while we were rehearsing it, and then by the time we did it, I, was, I just was like, oh, it was funnier. Like, my only mistake. Yeah, I felt that way. We were too, trying to figure out which the problem words was, to fuck up. Remember? You and I would make each other laugh so hard all the time, like outside the set, that when they came, you know, the pressure was on, like, we'd not be funny, you know? Like, <laughs> like, I also felt about that scene like, um, I felt kind of like screwed in a way because I think it was one of, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was one of the first things we shot in that disco. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I remember having the realization at that when we we're trying to do that scene, we should be talking loud above the music. Right. Because, and then of course I watch the movie, or we do the rest of the scenes, myself included, and we don't really try to compensate for the sound and the rest of the scene in that way. So that's my only misgiving about it, it was like, we were really playing the noise in the room there, right, and then right, in right. other places in that same scene, I, I didn't play it as much. But. This movie, I just shot to do that. And it's, it, it's, it's very it's really disconcerting yeah. to you. Thank you! Now listen up, kid. Now, what about, just talk about Jesse for a second. Like anything, if you remember anything, because I know those are interesting. <laughs> well, I'm not, you know, is that the, you both paint. We both paint. <laughs> we both married actors. And we both had children. Children. And we're both actors. And we're artists. Right. You know what I was thinking was unfortunate is that maybe it would have been interesting to have actually had you do the oil paintings. I mean, every time I see the movie now or I see, you know, as we breeze past you working, I was like, why didn't we have Melora do it? Do you know I almost ruined one of your paintings? You did? Wow. Because they gave me these brushes, you know, and there was no paint on them. But I guess somebody had used them, must, and they cleaned it with turpentine. Uh -huh. And I was like... 
And then I realized I was lifting paint up. <laughs> Did you keep any of those paintings or anything? Did you keep any kind of memorabilia from the movie at all? Did you hold on to anything? Do you? But I don't normally get. I love this. Now, how, tell, how do you do this? How did you do this? How is this done? It's the the split screen was done. We we the words the words were done. Um, yeah, basically, it's like a like an animation stand. You know, we just sort of um, I wrote out the article and then gave it to the title designer, this guy Brian King, and described the camera move. And he did a lot of tests on like the, a lot on his computer to show us how it would look and. And then basically just shot it. This makes sense. This this makes sense. It's like writing like dance number here, insert dance number here. It was like this has to break out into song. It's kind of like uh, I think maybe the way like a, like a musical is uh, the situation is you know if they can't express it through dialogue they just start singing the Cole Porter song. You know what I mean? The thought was like this I feel like a dance number and I'm probably never gonna get to do a dance number in a movie, so I better fucking do it now. You know what I mean? Really, and it can make sense. A really exciting moment reading the script for the first time was that thing when I, when I when it said, suddenly everyone in the disco breaks into a fully choreographed yeah, dance choreographed. number. I and I was like, yeah! <laughs> I couldn't believe it's so ballsy. Just to, you know, one thing to kind of like semi-choreograph and don't put in the script, but to put in the script, yeah. they break into a choreographed dance <laughs> yeah, number. I remember that. That's so good. People could only see like the movie looks so good. It looks so like polished and like I mean that's a real credit to the designers and stuff and Mark Bridges and the details of the period and everything. But it was done really cheaply, man. If people could only see that van in this parking lot of this sleazy club in Sherman Oaks with guys with like, two by fours rocking the van, like that was it. That's the whole. That's the I'm illusion. Telling you, I walked in that parking lot and I was like, I gotta call my agent. <laughs> She is fired. <laughs> but it's great. And I and when I was looking at Mark, I was going, oh, this is this isn't it's not gonna it's not gonna work. Because he played his he was so good that I was like, this is a dumb fucking kid. I was like, this dude is an idiot. This is not gonna work. And then when I saw it all put together, because you know it's when when you're in a movie like that is this big, yeah. it's so many characters and so many different stories. It's like your perspective on what the story is is very limited. Yeah, you know you don't see the entire. You know, it's like I had no idea until I saw the movie what Phil was doing. I was like, right. that's what he did with that character. Sure, sure. And then when I saw you guys in the recording studio, you and Mark, I was like. Oh my God! I didn't get. I wasn't there that day. So much stuff that I missed. I was like, Oh man, I needed to see that. But it was great to see it all put together. Here we go again, Dirk Diggler. Melora, do you remember your first day of shooting? I mean, this is kind of. Yeah. What was it? It was the um, the award. It was an award ceremony uh -huh, uh -huh. for um, for Mark. Uh huh. And I was presenting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And first I couldn't get the words out right. Do you remember that? No. Oh. What's that? You came up to me and you're like, are you panicking? <laughs> like, I'm not panicking, I'm delirious. <laughs> Why? What were you doing? I don't know. I said the timing was off. Like the way I was saying it, the timing. Of course it still had its effect. But <laughs> So wait a minute. I said, are you panicking to you? At one That's point, not very good. At uh... one point, no, because that was delirious. 
And well, then, you know, I was just talking because I, I yeah. was having my retarded moment. Why? why well, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the retarded moments that you have in a, in a minute. That's a whole separate. That's like a whole chapter. Uh, do you remember what happened when you finally came out of your delirium? And and I got the lines out about how I wanted his thing and my this and that and every which way he gave it to me. And then suddenly all these extras got up and they started to leave. Uh huh. That's right. <laughs> we can always do better. I'm gonna keep trying if you guys keep trying. Let's keep rocking and rolling, man. There's one scene where you completely recreate, you know, when you, you know, shout out tequila straight up. You come over to the bar and it's complete. It's now. Do you remember we watched it before we shot it? I mean, what, what, what's that kind of like as an actress? I mean, I'm really not asking you to bring anything, but do a complete impersonation almost. Of, right. Uh, what's that like? I mean, it's really fun. Right. Because it's not for in that instance. It's really fun. I mean, if you'd asked me to. The whole character of nightmare, but right. Or if you'd asked me to like redo somebody who's like brilliant in some movie, then it would not be fun. But in this case, it's really fun. Yeah. Because they've already made the choices, (laughs) so you're just kind of like walking through it, and it's not your fault. Right. You know, nothing. Right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Nothing can be blamed on you. Right. You're blame blame free. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if she looked into the camera and I looked in the camera, I'd be like. That would have been good. And it's supposed to be bad acting, so. Right. Before I get something in my mouth. So I, I do remember very clearly when we're shooting the scene, you know, it's, it's the 16 millimeter stuff when you're crawling across the bed. Oh, right. That right off camera was the breast pump, and you would sort of like, would it, like have it on or something, or whatever the hell you were doing, you would do with it, I don't know. And then, I had it, I had it. And then you'd take it off, right? Or, uh, right, I had it in the trailer, uh-huh. and I had a deal, like... I had it in the trailer, and then, you know, you'd go, okay, you'd have your setup, and then you get the five-minute warning, and I'd ask for, like, 15-minute warning, Uh because that way I could do five-minute, (laughs) five-minutes. And then they mark sewed in all these special things on the dresses for breast pads. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Special costume design. Did you... How much did seeing that stuff help, seeing the, the documentaries and that kind of stuff? And no, it helped totally because because the modern porno stuff that I've seen is completely different from mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. So it was a completely different approach. What was your first short to introduction filmmaking. to that kind yeah. of porno? Yeah. I'm not big into porno, so... No, but, I, but obviously you've seen some modern day porno oh, yeah. as you just yeah. kind of came away. Yeah, I have. <laughs> In hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> on location? On location. Um, well, I mean, that's actually sort of a natural thing. I think everyone on location watches The presenter you have I can come. Right out of the screen. Right at the It's nice. It's my guy. Here's my big question is that this is one of my favorite. Moments in the movie coming You're up. You're killing there. me, Paulie. I gotta leave soon. Okay, we're gonna fuck. And I'll come. I'll fly back no, and then fly 20 back. Twenty more minutes, and then I wanna fuck. Cause I wanna get done and get out of here. All right, fifteen more. Are minutes. you dressed and ready to go? No. I gotta fuck? take a shower and everything. Oh Jesus Christ. Fifteen Listen, more. Let's look at this moment here. This is one of my favorite moments. Where? Uh, Still want Burt punch you in the stomach? You gotta. <laughs> 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 
Uh-huh. Oh no, that was gonna give you a headlock. Smashed your glasses. Slap. Slap. Now see here, here it is. Let's talk about the Corvette for one second. Because there's a scene that I cut out of the movie. There's a scene if that there I... was no vet, man, there was no movie for me. Can we talk about the Corvette for one second? There's a scene that was cut out of the movie where you, towards, towards you know, in the latter half of the movie, get your... Riley comes in, bursts in the door and says, gives you all this information about something that's happened. The phone rings and it's Becky. And she's in Bakersfield, right, right with Jerome. And they've got this sort of domestic violence situation she's happening. beating and the you, shit out of her. Yeah, and she's, she's, she, he's beating the shit out of her and everything else. And she says, you got to come get me. And you get in the car, the Corvette, like Brock Landers is back in action. You know, you're yeah. fucking coked out of your mind. But then you get in the car and then you're driving down the street and you're doing coke and you're lighting a cigarette and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and everything else. And then you kind of smash into a telephone pole. Do you remember that day? Yeah. Describe that day. Because that scene's not in the movie, so I guess we're gonna have to do our best to describe that scene. That is fucking hot and sticky, too. Oh, the car crash is not in there? Uh huh. It's not in the movie? No. Have you seen the movie recently? No. I didn't even notice. (laughs) But, uh, it was fun. It was fun. We had a little accident, We had had a little accident. Right. Almost got killed, man. What happened? My foot slipped off of the gas, on the brake. Uh huh. I remember. Smashed into a. The tree for real. That's what I was trying to the get pole. you to say. I know, right? Yeah, I almost got killed. What we, what happened exactly? Because you, you, you actually really did crash the Corvette. What happened when your foot, your foot slipped? What happened? <sighs> well, it all started like this, Paulie. No, you made me fucking smash the fucking <laughs> car into the pole, man. Risked my fucking life when I didn't even know that the bumpers were taken out. Could have fucking died. No, I told you, I'd smash into the fucking pole. The guy, the stunt guy looked like a fucking pussy. <laughs> and you know what? I was right. He fucking didn't even do it right when he did it. <laughs> so we smashed and we told everybody it was an accident. <laughs> I didn't tell saying. you to do that. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But all I know is that hey, your foot slipped. Hey, hey, I'm just telling you the way it is. You're going to edit it the way you want to anyway. Your foot slipped. You know? And that's all I know. Yep. No, it did slip. I would, I would never jeopardize myself. A vet like that? <laughs> crazy. Thank you. So New Year's Eve, I don't know if you remember this, of what I told you that essentially, I, you know, this was an idea that it was in my head, and then I think once I'd fallen in love with just having you around, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really took it to an extreme. You'll notice that Heather is in every single shot mm-hmm. <laughs> at New Year's Eve. Yeah, um, it's fun. She, I was here's she, oh, it's great. She's going through. She's with the Tinkerbell, and she's in every. She's always present. Camera, no, and, and here we go. We're about to see her. Actually, she I just passed. By, yeah. <laughs> and now she's about to pass again. Mm-hmm. As oh no, you were, you were before. Oh, there, oh, there you are there. in the background. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm Becky Barnett. Uh, Jerome. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Becky. So, what are you doing? Oh, I, I'm in the uh, auto industry. Oh. Yeah, I'm a regional manager over at Pepper. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great. You've got a really nice smile, Becky. <laughs> 
Thank do you, you make that choice based on um, maybe what you're seeing other actors do and knowing what the other because the other parts do there are characters who are come from abused backgrounds right, so here's right, right. this person over here is right. delusional this is why they do it and this kind of stuff do you sort of measure up what every not what the actors do maybe what the their script uh, the script has called for I guess I I I guess I don't think about what right. they're doing right. because then I'll screw up and sure. I'll feel like I'm doing nothing good enough. Mm -hmm. So it was completely on how you wrote it, mm -hmm. where it's just a freak of nature. Where you know some people are, yeah. some people, no matter where they're born and what they're doing, very rarely seem to have this like really positive mm -hmm. outlook. <laughs> uh huh. That is not me, but I thought was <laughs> was sure. really. Her. Yeah, yeah. And so that when you know, like, if someone came, I think she's, I think she stays as much in this family mm -hmm. and this environment as possible. Mm -hmm. Just like if you were in New York and you were a stockbroker, you know, yeah. you're gonna stay in that environment. Yeah, yeah. And if you came out to Hollywood, you'd hang out with the guys at Merrill Lynch in Century City that go, that sure. go which places they go to. Sure, sure. But if you strayed from your path, it mm -hmm. would be like, you know, you'd have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you think you're more important because mm -hmm. because you're a hairdresser, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think she she very much yeah. stays as much in her world as possible, mm -hmm. and maybe that's why she keeps that mm -hmm. that outlook. Mm -hmm. And and then again, you know, it's just like another language. Mm -hmm. Even though it's our language, it's just another. How can you think that way? Yeah, yeah. How can you think he's doing something wrong? Yeah, yeah. And also, she picks, <coughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don Cheadle, who plays this guy, is like, all he wants is this, you know, music store. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To, to do his thing. Mm -hmm. and he's got his own music, and how can you say that that's right. wrong? Well, no, I get this great point. <laughs> oh, I, I, it was, Pretty great working with Don, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don, do you remember the scene, the scene that I had written? Yes. That I, you know, part of me regrets, doesn't, never regrets not having it in the movie, because I know it never really fit. Right. But I have to There's say no that I was so really proud of that scene, and it was a good I scene. It was, it was a great scene. It was really weird. I thought it said a great. I thought it said a great thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the scene where Buck. The scene where Melora and, and I are, we're trying to figure out, it's like we're trying to figure out how do we make love. It's like they know how to fuck. They know how to have sex on film. But it's like, what are we supposed to say to each other? What are we supposed to, it was just a great and very innocent did you guys mm -hmm. shoot that scene? No, we never no, shot it. No, that's what I thought. It was in the script way before. And I, remember, I remember when I, one of the first times I read the scene, like, that was a really poignant... Yeah. That, that really was... I mean, you accomplished it in other ways in the movie, you know, the people's own alienation from their bodies and stuff. Right, but that right. was really poignant in the script when you read it that... Wow, yeah, well, I guess you'd have to kind of teach yourselves how to be intimate with yeah, each other. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, I thought it was, thought cool. it was a really nice scene, too. I Thanks regret not shooting it, just yeah. to have it, you know. This is over. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in all seriousness and all honesty, will you talk to me about this next scene and, and what you were thinking and what the hell was going on? Because to wax my own car, I fucking love this scene. It's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie between you and, you and Julianne when she first gives you coke, you know? Right. 
I just think you're both so great in it. Do you remember? Because I don't really remember shooting this. I know that we did two takes. That's what I remember. Um, but I, 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 I don't remember that much of shooting no, this. No, we did a lot more than two takes. No, we did two. Well, fucking, you had me rehearsing a lot, sniffing that shit, I remember. That's all I remember, sniffing all that shit, and then seeing the fucking scene, and I go out of frame. It's like, that motherfucker. <laughs> well, I thought it was important that you sniff the coke. Yeah, it worked. It worked. It definitely worked. I didn't lie to you. No. It did. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, when you do a movie, you know, you're supposed to get shot, you don't actually want to shoot yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that's really? Some of it's acting. I mean, you <laughs> want to still try to be as realistic as possible. I guess. Was any of it real coke? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I never... I don't know. I was high the whole time on life. I was amped. Really? Yeah. One more, and then I drink water. You think I look cool when I do it? So let's talk about the future. Let's talk about what video means to this industry. And let's talk about how all of us, not one of us, how all of us are going to profit. I've been doing theater. You know what? There is a vague version of backstory to this, actually, without going into this once again. But I'd written the scene, but then rewrote it as close as it is now really right in the middle of the two scenes that I wrote really right in the middle of my hell on my first movie with Reicher and going through all I was going through was this scene and the donut shop. The donut shop which I'll give it up is feels like another movie and definitely is not really in keeping with the rest of the movie but it's so a result of what I was going through. It's like, nice guy, fuck you, blood in your face. That's what, it was like a direct, like, that's the scene. That's how I feel right now. The guy that went into the bank and tried to go, no, I'm an okay guy, and tried to go into this company and say, no, please don't do this to me, and it was like, fuck you, nice guy, bang. Right, right, this is what you did. And that's where, so that, and this one, too, where Philip is, Philip, for some reason, got to represent, you know, Philip, the guy who I was protecting in the movie as I was dealing with Reicher and everything, came to represent, like, the talk that Reicher would talk, that kind of, like, you know, this bullshit, like, warming up to you, like, your, your enemy, you know, like, uh... Right. You better just realize that and change your whole way of thinking. Exactly. But there's one little thing that I want to do in this life, and that is I want to make a dollar and a cent in this business. Jack, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you stay one step. Now, I guess the, all, the last question I have is, what do you do? What do you like better, sunrises or sunsets? But I have to say. Uh huh. Okay, when it starts to become sunset, uh -huh. I, and I'm in L.A., I, I feel, uh -huh. I, and it's going to start to get dark, uh -huh. and everything changes, that uh -huh. I start to feel safe. Uh -huh. However, when you have, like, that four-year-old call, yeah, yeah. and you're driving and driving yeah, and driving, yeah. and then set, that's really magical. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on... How do you feel right now? Like, what would you rather see right now, sunset or sunrise? Right now? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Jesse. I'm happy to be talking about it. <laughs>
I guess we're on topic of, of gay porn looking at Scotty here. And I guess it I never it never I didn't want to put it in boogie nights because I had the scene where Dirk goes to the to, to masturbate for the surfers, you know. Um and somehow that seemed it seemed uh redundant to go in, in, into the gay porn world and I kind of got to go into this looking at the same kind of world and the same kind of repercussions that accompany that world a lot of times, which is so many weird, violent stories that you hear about in gay porn quite frequently, you know. And it's, a, it's not a world that I know a lot about, to tell you the truth. I know a lot more about heterosexual porn than I do about gay porn. Um, except I know a couple of actors in gay porn who are actually pretty good. You want to get inside? When did you get this? Uh, yesterday. Oh, actually, I had it painted yesterday, so it might be painted, like, still be kind of sticky. Or... <laughs> this is great, man. Yeah. It's really great. Do you want to go for a ride? Or... Talk about this scene with Phil. And how he kisses you right there. I'm sorry. A couple of times, I wanted to kiss him right back. Yeah. You know, stick my tongue right back in his mouth. He never gave me any tongue. You know what? Don't. I mean, you're, you're, it might sound like you're joking, but don't fuck with that because the serious thing is, is that I remember you coming to me and saying, "I, I, Paul, what do I do?" Because there's a part of me that does want to fucking kiss him back. You know what I mean? And I don't. I don't really remember saying anything incredibly intelligent to, to, to how to convince you that that isn't what you wouldn't do, right. you know, or would do, but... Um, right. No, I remember saying that when I was talking about even here. Right, you know, yeah. Well, I would just give him his kiss, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's... I'm Dirk, man, you gotta give, you know? I just yeah. spent my whole life, you know, like, just helping everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I mean, that's what we had talked about to play through the whole New Year's party, where you're sitting with Jesse yeah, and Amber comes that's over. That's what like, I'm going to solve yeah. everybody's problems. Of course. But you got to understand and remember that you just did the fucking line of Coke. A, there's the fucking still the notion in you that is, I'm going to buy these fucking shoes. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so that, that to me is kind of what is at play here, too, is just a little bit of like. You know, oh, I, I can only I save look. so many people, Scotty. Yeah. You know? I just think I look cool. And Scotty's in the car. That Mike Reba reflecting around now? Shout yeah, out. well, you know, we, we don't need to talk about that. Let's just uh, talk about Philippines. Two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. God, New Line begged me, begged me to trim the shot. They're like, we like that he says fucking idiot, but we don't like that he says it nine times. <laughs> and and it's the kind of thing that you don't even really talk to someone about. You just nod your head and go, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. that's smart, you know. So you just say okay, okay, and then you never take it out. And then you just never change it. So here you are, and you <laughs> just hit your head. And I'm sorry, but you know why I love you. I'm just gonna wax your car for a second. Is that if you'd asked any other actor to do a gag like that, basically, you know what? Would you mind hitting your head? Right. They wouldn't have been able to pull it off. But somehow, <laughs> I felt comfortable asking you to pull that gag off. And thank you for doing it. And thank so you well. for noticing that I did it. 20 times. <laughs> um, I just love watching everyone else interact with you here, you know? It's, it's kind of... It's just great. It's such a well-done crowd scene. And this coming here. No, you know what? God, that's a great thing to talk about, though. That scene has been cut out of the movie. 
Yeah. Do you remember sure. when you farted on camera? Yes. No. Oh, when? There's a scene in the first pool party when he mm -hmm. just walks by Jack Wallace. <laughs> and Jack Wallace says, hey, how you doing? What do you got going on? He says, nothing, nothing. I'm just looking for my wife. Mm -hmm. And Macy walked up. And Macy being the, the, mm -hmm. the professional, you know, the guy who does not fuck going, up. No, he right. didn't. He bust out. He just oh, walked yeah, up yeah. and he said, hey, how you doing? He said, I'm sorry. Can we start again? <laughs> I said, what the fuck happened? He said, I farted. I said, I didn't hear it. And the sound man goes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and two extras go, I did. Yeah, oh, I did. my God. The stool was in my way, so I had to reach over it. You know, you step over it, you know? <laughs> it was that split. So it was it was a, a sharp report. Your face is so funny to me. And just the way you're doing, it's like, you just look. Thank you. It's funny, because that's not how you look now. It's just like something you're... Macy, look at that face. I have a question for you that we never really talked about. This is great actor director avoidance of the issue. Okay. When when is the moment that you decide that you're going to kill her? Oh geez, I don't know. Uh, after I close the door, somewhere going down the hall. No, yeah, yeah from the I think looking, looking. Nice. I look at her, make the decision. It's the the whole shot is um, going to get the gun. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I think, you know what, there's a portion of me that kind of never wanted to try and figure it out, that couldn't decide, and never really, it was either, when you close that door, there's something on your face that is wonderful that could be clear, like, uh, he's gone somewhere else. But then there's that wonderful moment when Roller Girl flashes your face, and I keep thinking, well, if he was 80%, <laughs> then he might kill her. He was changed. Kind of, yeah. You killed little Bill's wife. Yeah, there's that wonderful so. sort of... So this is also, uh, Bill, the take where we don't go inside the room, because previously what we had shot was the takes that did go inside the closet, right? That's right. You this was, oh, man, I was so happy when you realized. Okay, Ricky. Nice, nice reaction. <laughs> Ricky. Yeah. Okay. What was that? <laughs> uh, and then this, one take. Here we go. That was one take we did, but I'm sorry, can we just tell the story? Let's uh, fall through. Of the, of, of, go back to the story of, of going back inside that, and when we went inside the room, remember we did two versions. She was, um, both Nina and the guy were squibbed, and I blew them away, blood splattering all over the curtains. they were totally naked. Totally naked, and doing the people cheer when you show that during some of the screenings? When I went, when we did the first test screening in Westwood of this movie. And that was in? And that was in, um, you walk in, and you see her, and then you walk out to the car, and you get the gun. Mm -hmm. And there's a portion of the audience that realizes you're getting the gun. Mm -hmm. And they start going, Woo! No. All right. And they started oh applauding. Oh, my God. That's kind of disturbing. And I started to sink a little in my seat and go, okay, I fucked up. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Then you walk in, and you shoot them. Mm -hmm. And they fucking cheer and laugh, and everything's great. And I sink all the way down in my seat, and I say, I have done wrong. I, somewhere right. I have fucked up majorly. But you walk out, and you got that look on your face, and you smile, and the gun comes up, and everybody shut the fuck up real quick. <gasps> and you shoot yourself and go down, and it's silence. And I said, okay, good. Uh, now, I, I, something I have fucked up that someone would cheer, or maybe that's not me, and I talk myself out of feeling bad and just saying, well, these people are criminal, it's not me. Anyone, you know, they're cheering that. I didn't fuck up. I know I didn't fuck up. I know I didn't indicate it or lead it to this moment that right. someone would cheer. 
But then I just felt so happy to kind of turn around and punish them by having you blow your brains out and go, see, yeah, well, it's all fun and games until someone really gets hurt, you know? I know, you jumped them. <laughs> they, they were relying on their Hollywood presuppositions that it was going sure. to be a funny uh, resolve to this little plot. Yes, exactly. I'm not going out with my goddamn gun. Right, right. There's just one more Pornographers thing. who have killed their wives on the next Oprah. Right. Um, one more thing, too, to talk about, the last thing to talk about is, is the moment where you, that shot where you walk out and, and shoot yourself in the mouth. Do you remember the night that we did that? Yeah, it went on forever. We got one shot. It happened one time. One time the Gorgon accidentally went off and it took exactly. 45 minutes to clean the walls. <laughs> well, that's the oh, thing. Yeah. I remember saying, okay, so we're already, and you're down the hall. Yeah. Everybody ready? Okay. Here we go. Bill ready. Bang! <laughs> I said, what the fuck was that? I looked down the hall and you're standing there with <laughs> the mouth the open. The back of my head blew off. And, and the I back didn't... of the head is blown <laughs> up and there's blood everywhere. And so he's saying, what just happened? And he said, it went off. <laughs> I, I came too quick. <laughs> I came too quick. And then there we are. Goodbye, Paul. Bye, Thank Bill. you so much. Congratulations. Thank it's you. a beautiful movie. Thank you for doing this. Nothing to it. Here. It is. It's jealousy. It's deceitfulness. It's vindictiveness. It's all of that stuff, you know? But, I mean, God, what can you expect when you're on top, you know? It's like Napoleon, when he was the king, you know, people were just constantly trying to conquer him. So this is, this is, this, this is the stuff, this is the documentary in the middle of the movie that's really patterned after Exhausted, the John Holmes movie. Do you remember when you saw that and when I gave that to you when we first yeah. started out? Yeah. And, um, you know, because there's going to be some clips from that probably on the disc. What, what, was your, what was your impression of seeing Exhausted the first time? This actually, this scene is taken and kind of ripped off, but we twisted actually that scene around a lot more than we twisted some of the other scenes around. But, um, but a lot of this stuff kind of comes from the notion of this documentary of Exhausted, which was made by this woman who clearly is just in love with John Holmes. And it's not really a documentary because nothing bad happens. It's just about how great John Holmes is. And it's sort of like two hours of him fucking and talking and clips and stuff. And do you remember your impression on first seeing Exhausted? Yeah. What was it? Because I never saw John Holmes before. Right. You know? You hadn't? Oh, I knew the name, but I didn't know who it was. Yeah. And uh, I seen him was just said this is fucking hilarious and uh, I thought that the guy was kind of fucking stupid right but you know I thought it was perfect have you shown Jack yet no it's true I wanted you to be the first that's really good congratulations wow um only thing I was wondering is like you might want to think about cutting that part you know what Jack talks about blocking the sex yeah Stuff about me not being alive, y'all. It's all true. Yeah. Ace of How'd it turn out? Are you sure? No. Shit. Hello. Please state your name. Uh, my name is Maurice Titi Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Rodriguez. Better known as uh, Luis Guzman. There's a lot of dialogue that I think maybe a lot of people don't understand. I'm not because sh I know that you you're. Puerto Rican, you have a, a, an accent. All my life, bro. Right. I'm wondering, you know, do you think it's the accent, or do you think that maybe it's you're, that you're slurring your words a little bit, and maybe people can't exactly understand what you're saying? I think if people listen, they definitely would understand what I was saying. Right. I don't slur, and it, it, maybe I mix the music too loud or something there. 
Uh, I think it was the sound people, though. I think they had a certain prejudice about me, you know, because I noticed everybody would get, like, the really nice, you know, remote mics and shit, and they would always give me that fuzzy thing. It's like, uh-huh, uh, know? yeah, yeah. Do you, are you an actor, that, like, are you a method actor? Do you need to, to sort of really do what the character might be doing, you know, to, to get your head in the space of... Like Maurice would be, you know, if like to, if like Maurice were to, you know, get hit by a car or something, would you have to like feel that pain, like smash your head up against something, or are you that kind of actor? Do you like to do that sort of stuff? Um, I I I, I normally I, I like to go to uh like an acupuncturist before I do that type of stuff, because it hits certain spots in me just that just kind of, you know, help me draw that stuff out more. So but, you don't need like help like. Like a method. Nah, man. I, I I just come up to you, you know, like I used to do all the time on the set, and I look at you and I say, I love your work, and mm-hmm. you said you love mine, and we just went out from there. But mm-hmm. method, bro, um, that's not for everybody, you know. Right. I mean, I just I'm like a switch. Just turn me on, baby. Right, right. And what's the word? Action. <laughs> I don't mean to press this, but there there have been allegations from a lot of the other actors in the film. That I don't know how to put this delicately. That you were stoned. That I was stoned. Yeah. Well, you know, those people like they have never been cool enough or righteous enough to like tell me that to my face. You know, they like going behind my back, saying all this stuff, and that's all right, bro. Because I'm gonna catch up to them. You know, I'm always running across people. Right. I'm gonna run across them. Well, you're gonna work I, with Cheeto. Why he um, said he said that, that I don't I don't recall Don ever saying anything bad about me. He said he thought that you were stoned. He said that okay. He said he thought okay. He thought okay. So he wasn't sure okay. So right. I I could let him slide on that. But I'm saying there's anybody that said yo I saw Louis. He copped right there in the corner. He asked me to go him buy him some rolling paper. Or he asked me for his pipe, which well, that, I won't no, say who got no. a pipe, who I got a pipe from. Okay, I'll keep that on the oh, lid. So you did. So you had a pipe. No, 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 no. I mean, there were many times that I was offered all these devices and stuff. But you know, oh no, no, bro. No, bro. But but I mean, stone, bro. I was acting like I was stone. You that you oh, man. I, I, I'll tell you what comes to mind. Okay? Yeah. What comes to mind? I am the ultimate Latin lover. There is no Latin lover like you. Is there one actor that in particular, maybe that you really that you felt like I, I really want to get in there and have some one-on-one scenes with that person, somebody that, that you know? I mean, you've you've, you've touched you, you touch with just about everybody in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Who is there? Somebody uh, somebody of the group that you'd really love to be, be sort of do some one-on-one stuff with or something? Um, I really I really couldn't say because I just found everyone equally you know. Not somebody that you prefer, but just uh, yeah, you know, it'd be great to get in there with Melora or I, I think Riley Julianne. Or, yeah. Yeah. I think Julianne, you know, yeah, because she was like Mother Goose and stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. I, I would have liked to have hung out with her more, yeah, you know. Um, do you remember uh, working with Burt Reynolds? Oh, what that was like? Oh yeah, Burt was Burt, you know, you know, he was just doing his thing, and 
I got a kick out of it because here I'm working with an icon that I grew up with, you know? Right. He but, seemed to like you a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I, who, who, can you tell me who didn't like me a lot? But anyway, <laughs> you know, but I get along with everybody, bro. Right. Who don't no, I get along it's with? It's true. You get along with everybody. You know? You got a, a great kisser. That's you know, yeah. There's a lot of work involved. A lot of people. We all have to work on yeah. I should have smacked him in this scene. No, you shouldn't have hit Johnny Doe in this scene. Yes. Now, let's talk about doing fake Coke, which is actually lactose and fructose, right here in this moment in this scene, because this is where, actually the first day where I did have some sympathy for you when you looked over and you said, I think I'm going to die, because usually I just said, shut up, you're whining. But you did have to do probably like a pound of that fake fucking cocaine for that scene because I just said improvise a bunch of shit and Thomas Jane kept going and I said make sure you talk about fish scales and pink. That's that pink shit. (laughs) (laughs) I said all you gotta do is talk about fish scales and pink stuff. Mm -hmm. Go. And you did coke through the whole scene. and and I love. Did you throw up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did it? Was it out of there, Cagney? Yeah. When was the last time you saw this fucking movie? Yeah, the Cagney shot is a, it's off camera, you can hear it. Yeah. There was a shot previous where you see what they're watching, and it's a movie called Footlight Parade with uh, James Cagney's Busby Berkeley movie, which is really kind of wonderful. And, and I, it's kind of cool, because you can hear the kind of dialogue off uh, camera. Kind of, fuck, uh, somebody had asked me about that moment, and I said something about because Cagney was there. Yeah. <laughs> brought me to that. Right, right. That place is not even in the fucking movie. Well... He's there uh, for us. We know that. That movie is uh, off camera. It's Footlight Parade, which I highly recommend. Right. Someone should see. And this was a lot longer, Once Upon a Time, until the MPAA got to us. But I think it kind of works well when these series of dissolves and stuff. Yeah. But we had shot this. Do you remember shooting this? Oh, and what yeah. happened at the end of it? When Phil Hoffman. There was actually a moment... He would come in and peek. Where Phil Hoffman, as Scotty, opens the door and catches you. And he says, get the fuck out. It's kind of a cool scene. So why did we shoot this particular scene on this day? Even though it was scheduled, like, two weeks later. (laughs) Huh? Let's get down to the beef before I get out of here. Um, How do we get into that? I don't know. How do we get into that? I don't know. You'd have to ask. Someone else. Something about Bert smacking me. I don't know. You never smacked me. <laughs> I'm kidding. You never did. I'm kidding. Except that smack you gave me in the stomach. Oh, yeah. The premiere. Yeah. You're not even an actor, man. You got no business being here. You're not a oh, fucking not actor. Yes, I am. No, no, no. It's funny that we're recording this uh, common, commentary track for you last because obviously, yeah, there's a lot of actors that I knew and people were writing parts for, but. Honestly, the first one of the first people that came into my mind when I was writing was you. You know, and I think that sort of shows because you're the you're the beginning of the movie. You know, in meeting Maurice to take us into the club, and and I was wondering if you remember how you got the script and how it all sort of worked out because I I mean I remember it very clearly, but do you remember the, the whole situation? I remember I got a phone call from you. Uh huh. You say, hey, my name is Paul Thomas Anderson, and uh, I wrote the script and. I wrote this part for you, and I, I would love for you to do it, mm-hmm. read it, and can I send it to you? And I said, sure. So you send it to me, and I got it, and it kind of was laying around the house for 
uh-huh. for a while, you know. Because it was thick. <laughs> you know, well, what, not because it was thick, because I said, like, who who's this dude calling me and stuff like that? Because right. I always used to, you know. But your agents had kind of prepped you, right? I mean, I think I would gotten your home phone number, I think. So, like. No, they didn't prep me, bro. Oh, really? My whole relationship was with, just with you. Right, right. You know, so one night I just picked it up. I started reading it. I read the whole damn thing. And then, then I, after reading it, I said, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Are they going to let this guy do this movie? So I called you up. Mm-hmm. I called you up, and uh, we spoke. We got into a whole conversation because I said, bro, you captured so much of this shit so well, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and uh, you wrote it. It was very eloquent to me, but it's like, it was deep, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like disturbing at the same time, mm-hmm. but... You just captured so many of those elements that I knew I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So we're having the conversation. I, I go, how, how old are you? Remember? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I think, well, what you say back then? Uh, I was 24. 25. 24, yeah. So he said, I'm, I'm 24. And I go, I'm sorry, you said 44? <laughs> he said, no, 24. And I go, and then you come out and say, is, is, is that okay? <laughs> and I go... No, no, nah, bro, it's, it's all right, man. It's like 24 years old, and you kept, and, and it's like, it was, I was pretty blown away. Right, right. I was very blown away. Yeah, I remember really telling you, look, this part is yours. I wrote this for you. And you had a slightly, like, you were flattered and you were interested, but also you, you'd been around. You know what I mean? You'd fucking been in the business long enough where, like, you probably heard that a million times. I can remember being so frustrated going, I can't, there's nothing I'll be able to say to this guy to really let him know that this part is his, he's going to be in this movie. Well, well, you know what happened? A few days later, they sent me, my agency sent me uh, a letter. Right. And it says Samuel L. Jackson, you know, Jack Nicholson. That's right. And I'm over there saying, oh, shit, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, um... I think I think even prior to that, I, I was I was pretty much sold on it because again, it's it's you, you get so much material, man. You know, mm-hmm. and again, it was so shocking, right? But so well written. I said, "Oh." Do you have a fondest memory or, or, or remembering a day of the shoot that was that was good or, or productive or creative for you? I, I think the opening shot of the movie. Right. You know, it's probably sort of interesting for you too, being stoned. You know, I. Okay, so um, I think I that will happen to anybody at three or four o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah, and but I think I, I think I, I had a problem with the makeup people too, cause they put some shit on me, man. It just kind of made me break out, so they had to like powder puff uh-huh. me. So man, I'm. <laughs> uh-huh. Now uh... I might have looked a little puffy for that reason. Right. Fucking rock and roll, man. Period. You know. Were you stoned when we were shooting this scene? No. Really? No. Fucking cop was sitting beside my trailer the whole day. At this scene? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Looking for you? That's all you need is a cop coming to bust me on the set, right? Right, right. Whoa. That's all you need. This is a pretty good outfit for you, I think. I like it. So do you remember improvising all this stuff in the recording studio? Yeah. And? I have nothing else to ask you. Oh, feel the heat. Here's my question to you. Why weren't you nominated for a Grammy? Is that what you want? It's politics. <laughs> no, actually, I think we... I think, uh, <laughs> I think we missed the, the deadline date. 
has to be. Right. I remember, and I, I maybe I just want to make myself feel better. Literally, the only direction I ever gave you on this movie yeah. was literally, because everything else was just like, okay, go, Julie. Okay, <laughs> cut, Julie. Was to say, um, um, too many things, too many things. To say it, say it to say it over and over again. And over and over again. Yeah. I, I just feel so proud. That's the only yeah. direction I ever gave you. <laughs> I, remember, I remember you said that. Yeah, yeah. What about, you know, I, I mean, sort of being, you know, a, a really sort of pretty popular sort of character actor, obviously, when things get cut in movies, generally that's the kind of stuff that gets cut down. Like in, in Boogie Nights, you know, three or four of your scenes got cut, you know. I mean, I always I you know, made sure to call you and tell you beforehand, but that kind of must be frustrating after a while, right? How does that sort of strike you every time that happens? You know... Yeah, I mean, I guess initially it's like, oh, okay, right, you know. But you know, it's 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 part of the art, bro. You know, sometimes you you do something, you just can't put every single detail that you want. Mm -hmm. And um, at least you know they have DVDs now, so that kind of saved me. <laughs> you know, I mean, they didn't have that before, so you know, it's like nobody would ever say, man, that seen that? Oh right, man, right, that was right. a bomb, you know? Right, right. Any other memories? Any other? Oh man, working with with uh, Heather. Yeah. What a charm she was. Well, there's a great scene between the two of you, you know, that I put on the deleted scenes where you're very nervous about performing in the movie. You remember shooting that scene? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought now, you know, I should out. I think I should have told you back then, but I think we needed to cut that scene down a little bit. Then it would have made it into the movie. You know, how long does it take a guy to say I can't get my shit up? You know what I'm saying? It should not take no more than like 15 seconds. And the girl, all she had to say, oh, Poppy, that's really too bad, you know? Right. But um, no, I mean, I was, I was thrilled, man, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I miss my two sons, my little Andrew and my Dirk. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you just rock. <laughs> Let's just talk about how good you are. <laughs> and just like this, over this scene, we'll talk about like, how good the writing is, how good writing. you are, no, how good Heather is. Because you know what? I don't care. I, there's there's Achilles heels in this movie. There's some fucked up stuff. Like, yeah, I kind of fucked up. But on this scene, I fucking kicked ass. And so did you. This rocks. <laughs> That's the way I feel. Like It's so sad. I mean, it's really sad. Yeah. Look at Heather's face. Oh, God, it breaks my heart. I can't take this. This is this is actually kind of a funny story. Are you getting paid for this? <laughs> this is not. This isn't in my contract. You know what? All right, you let me out of here. I'll fly back and finish. No, we're gonna finish because the movie's got another you know twenty what? minutes left. I'll we're even finish right finance now. Finance it. No, I don't I'll want you to. Let's fuck. Paul, I gotta do it. The kids are in bed. All right, fifty-six. Let me ask you five more questions. And no, talk about Downey. Talk about the fucking king. So here we are in the scene. There's a lot of improvisational He's the king. stuff. Remember how we all looked at each other when we first came over to MPYP? Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. Yeah, you didn't like it at first. Right, right. You're like, <laughs> you kind of walked off. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, we'll get him out of that. <laughs> and, and, you know, he was like, I remember you said something, and he said, oh, no, maybe you asked him what it meant. Yeah. Or something. You know, it was something. You said something, and he was like, you know, just made it clear that he was going to be in there. Right. But then when he started doing it, I thought, man, it's okay. But, but the crew fucking fell down, and you fell down, yeah. and Riley fell down. I said, well, 
I'm wrong on this one. Right. This is just good. We look pretty high in the scene too. This is sort of amazing. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You look good though. <laughs> you look the part, baby. Yeah. I, for me, I fall in love with stuff. Right. And I'll fuck you over yeah. by falling in love with you sometimes by holding on holding you too on long right, or like wanting to indulge in like God, she's so good. No, the and first cut that I saw of a movie, mm -hmm. you know, when I saw it very early on, there was stuff that was that went on like a beat too long sometimes, yeah. and so and so it didn't play as well. It doesn't always play as well. Exactly. You know, that's the. the I mean, obviously. That's where an editor comes in. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's that's the hard, that's very hard stuff to decide. You know. You don't like rehearsing a lot, and no, I know. Um, and I like rehearsing. I like improvising. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the thing is, is that it's not like I'm so big on rehearsal. You yeah. know, and I remember going to you, and it really is. It's, to me, it's like whatever you want. Whatever you it's want, like, yeah. I mean, maybe I need like one or two small things, no, like, give me a clue or two of what, what you're going to do. do. Okay, cool, that's all I need, you yeah. know. But, but, um, for, wh why, you know? For film, I mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm working on a play or something, that's a different thing. I'll rehearse something to death. Mm -hmm. But um, if, if, in film, you don't have a lot of time to, you know, you, you just can beat, you know, I think it's like, it can be like beating something to death. If you rehearse mm -hmm. it too much, you just, you just, you beat the emotion out of it. Or you beat, you know, sometimes, for me anyway, I tend to do better, uh, you know, within the earlier takes sometimes and when things are fresher and stuff. And I don't know why necessarily. Yeah. It's just, it has to do with whatever, you know, with, with my rhythm or, or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, but if the, you know, if everything else, if the language, if the, if the script is really good and the language is really strong, then I'll be able to do it quickly. Yeah. If, it's, if that's not there, then I'll, you know, I may never be able to do it. But, yeah. but I prefer to do it kind of yeah. right away than, yeah. than, than rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't, I'll, well, then I can back you up because, I mean, for the most part, and it's not like the taste got worse, but I, I, I realized that you clued me into that. And what's great is that you have an actor who, if you have an actor that knows... Knows where they're good. ...their, yeah. own, their stuff, and they can clue you into that, it's like, good, thank some, you for letting me know some that. Some actors need five takes to warm up, and then they're really good on, five, on six and seven. You know, I'm best on one and two, and yeah. as we get towards, you know, six and seven, I'm really not as good anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's yeah. just the way it is. And, and every actor is different. Yeah. And some, some directors will like, you know, we'll do 17 takes of a scene, and by, by take 17, you know, I, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other actors, you know, really benefit from that. So it's just, it's personal, I think. What does it, what does it do to you when, like, a director... Because you've worked with the Coen brothers, who are apparently, like, really yeah. specific. Yeah, does, it, specific. does it, does it, does it... Is it easier? Does it fuck you up? Is it helpful when they can, when a director can be like really clear? But see, the Goans don't tell you what to do ever. Right. Once again, it's their it's their specific in their language. It's mm -hmm. their script. So you know, Ethan will come up to you and say, uh, you know, when you say this line, lose the really. We're going to cut that, and that will mean something. You've yeah. lost. You know, you've lost that thing. Yeah. Um, and so if you understand that, you're able to do it. But they'll never say to you, you know. I don't know. They don't tell you how to act, but right. but I think it's present in their words. Touch the touch the cigarette with your forefinger yeah. and your pinky. As never, it never ever do that right, kind of right, stuff. Right. You know, but they're like they're specific in their language, and that's where I think that you're specific too. I mean, I think your your rhythms are really very clear, and your punctuation is clear. And when I paid attention to that, then that would give me, you know, that 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 gave yeah. me everything I needed to know. Good. So, yeah. Here we are in the courtroom, yeah. and 
And talk a minute about Veronica Hart, who plays the oh, judge. Veronica, okay. Veronica said the thing that was most informative to me in the entire movie. She's she's just so wonderful because John she's Doe. She's a real. She's, she's a real. real yeah, star, she's a real porn star. No. She was, you know, she worked in the '70s, and she has two boys, I mm -hmm. think, and mm -hmm. and she lives outside LA now. Mm -hmm. And John Doe said, "My God, can you imagine that? Isn't that horrible? You know, say your wife suddenly started, you know, doing porn. What would you do?" And and Veronica said, she said, actually. You know what probably happened? Probably the two of you moved to LA and you had a small child and you couldn't get a job. And so because you couldn't get a job, then maybe she started modeling and she started doing that and she made some more money and then started working in these movies. And you started she did really well. And then and then you didn't like it. And mm -hmm. then and then, you know, once she started making so all this money wasn't it wasn't so sexy anymore, you know, and she was and she's making the money and she's, you know, uh, trying to take care of the kid and stuff, and that's when you said, You're out of here. Right. And probably by that point, you know, somebody like Amber was pretty entrenched in the world. Right. But, but you know, what Veronica pointed out was that this is these decisions were economic. Mm -hmm. You know, this is this is about survival and stuff. And and that's a lot of people don't recognize that. You know, mm -hmm. and, and I thought that was kind of wonderful. I mean, because that's what she was saying. Hey, you know, it's this wasn't about somebody saying I'm going to have a good time, go do a bunch yeah, of porn yeah, yeah. movies. This is about somebody trying to make a living. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. One of the things that strikes me about this movie, too, that I thought was so wonderful, I remember when I saw the final cut, I was by myself in the Moonline screening room, mm -hmm. and I saw it. Um, you see all that stuff with, with Mark leaving home, and mm -hmm. it's so sad. And then you, you have this you know, kind of smash cut to Bert opening the door, and he goes, hey, welcome, Eddie Adams right, from right. Torrance. And you realize how inclusive these people are. And, and that's, it's true, they kind of take everybody in, no matter what. And that, was, that, I thought, was really interesting about the film. It was one of the things that I really loved about mm -hmm. it. They mm -hmm. were so accepting. Of, and it was like, so what? You know, who cares what you've done? It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. There is that little chunk of dialogue that I did cut. That I that I loved so much. Yeah, that's the one thing that I really, really miss in the movie is mm -hmm. when he says, um, the judge says, how old is your son? And, and John Doe says, he's 12. Right. And then Amber says, he'll be 13 next month, <laughs> which is so sad and so telling because she's saying, I know who this kid is and I know when his birthday is and I know how old he is. Even if I'm not around, I know all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. I remember we had a conversation about extras passing. You know? Yeah, because you were going to have all these people casting really close. It was before, I shot, before we shot it. And I said, well, I'm... I said, are you sure you want to do that? I'm going to be crying pretty hard. And you said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we shot it, and you went, I know you're going to cry that hard. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and when I first assembled the movie, I put the take in where no one, no one did pass. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I went back to the one where people did pass. And because I just kind of, um, you know, I, I moved them forward, actually. Yeah, yeah, I, I moved them further away from you and, and felt like it was... Um, you know, I, even uh, somehow even more tragic. You know. Yeah. Well, the, the fact is, I mean, if people people do walk by that kind of stuff all the time. I remember some of the actors said, "Well, we would stop," and you think, "No, people yeah. don't actually. They don't stop. They keep yeah. going." Yeah. You know, I mean, people lie in the street. People keep walking. Yeah. Right. Know? Exactly. So it's not exactly. like going to stop if somebody's sobbing. Right. Right. So. I, Jack Corner here. And Boogie Nights is your favorite movie. Boogie Nights is my favorite movie. And Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite director I've ever worked with. Paul Thomas Anderson, okay. Paul Thomas Anderson is one of my favorite directors, but more than anything, he is my friend. He's my buddy. He's my boy. That's great. Can you just say it one more time? Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite director, not one of, but okay. he is. Paul Thomas Anderson is one of the best directors. Is the, is the best director did, I've ever yeah. worked with in my whole entire 
existence. Better, okay. better than Sidney Lumet. Better, better. I, I say he's better than a lot of those guys that have movies that go straight to video. Right. Better, better than Sidney Lumet. Sidney Lumet is like my mentor. So I can't, I can't involve him like that. This, this scene is just too evil, man. No. It's too much. No. Look at the the church in the background and the Christmas trees. Anytime you see Christmas trees and lights in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, you know it's, it's like some sad, sad things are about to happen. It's just That's good. I'll look for that. Hey, it's a too happy. The real guys in the Somebody's going to get hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah they did. But this scene uh, this, this makes really me so, people out. Yeah, it makes, this makes me really uncomfortable. I still, I still haven't gotten used to it. No, like this, that gong going off and like... Oh man, it's just—it makes me really uncomfortable. The violence at the end of it and stuff, just like, because mm -hmm. you really set us up here, man. It's like we really care about this guy so much. <laughs> it's like it's so heartbreaking and you to see. I also really believe that dude is there for that. You know what I'm saying? The dude is picking him yeah. up. You really believe that he's like, no, I just want to watch you jerk off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing but that. Yeah, but you they, know, they, you start, I start feeling like the, well, the music. Is yeah, you know, he's in danger. <laughs> you know, just from the from the moment he's standing there by that Christmas tree, you know he's in danger. He's in terrible danger. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's it's that same kind of creepy feeling you get when you are in danger. You know what I mean? Like that kind of sinking feeling, like oh God, things appear normal right now, but something bad is about to happen. Mm -hmm. And I, that, I feel that way when I watch the scene. Like oh God. See, I, I don't was know. took. I was took. I felt that way what from the see? score, but I felt like from the scene. Well, I see a girl. <laughs> yeah. But do you like what you see? So um, now we're at this whole sequence, and do you remember, right, right. you know, where you're in the limo, the stuff that's going on between you, uh, you and the kid off the street in the car is based mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. on The Prowl, which is this real mm -hmm. um, video, real porno video that I'd seen, you know, where it's basically exactly what you see here. But you really watched it a lot, yeah, right? Yeah, I did. I watched it a few times. What was your impression of it when you I saw it? I just masturbated. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's a little bit, it's slightly disturbing. In what way? Um, it just seems like, I don't know, I just remember the girl and it had these garters. And the guys kept yeah. trying to take them off and she kept trying to pull them back up. But it made me uh -huh. think of that one thing you said about porn actors having this one thing they don't want you to cross. Like, it's me. It's like, don't, I, I always wear my roller skates. You know, it's like they'll do anything else. Exactly. But like, they have this one little thing. And I remember in that, she had these garters. And it's like, anytime anyone pulled them off, she'd try to pull them up. It's like, that's her thing. She'd have these garters on. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it was sort of a little bit sad, I thought. I don't know why. It's just... Did you think that? No, I mean, I, I thought it was totally sad, you know. Yeah. I, well, I, it, what's funny is that I remember seeing it for the first time and being so kind of fascinated and thinking, it's this is going to be great. Like this is so weird. The idea way sexier than exactly. the actual, you know. Then when it starts happening. Yeah, yeah. So just you have to shut up for one second, and I have to say that just to fucking suck your dick for a second. <laughs> This is my favorite moment ever in the Heather Graham, <laughs> in the Heather Graham filmography. <laughs> what moment? Well, when he looks at you oh, and right, says, right, you know, right, right. I know you, and this moment that, that, that you, you clearly are just so... Right here. ...fucking embarrassed, you know? I, I like how you And here it is, right skates. here. When, when he says, you know, I know your name, I know your real name, clearly, like, you haven't heard your real name, clearly you're embarrassed, and you look to Jack there. I just, I love the way you do this, and you look to him. And you're staring, trying to stare him in the eye and try and be tough. Mm. I just love that. And this sort of, whatever the hell it is that you do. And I have to say mm. that I remember 
praying mm. when we went to shoot the scene mm. that she wouldn't ask me what to do when uh -huh. he said that. Just thinking like, I, I hope she doesn't ask me. I read down and I was reading how you said that. Well, it's true yeah. because I thought like, fuck, if she asks me uh -huh. how she should, she should react, I'm not gonna know what the hell to say, uh -huh. you know? And I remember thinking, I don't know, and and, I, and maybe she won't know. But you're great like that because you don't give too much directions. You know, sometimes people, yeah. like, they go over everything with you and it's too clear. Like, sometimes you just want to have the freedom to just, oh, you, yeah, yeah. you hired this person, just do something, you know? Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Bless you. And, you, you know, that's, that's, well, I gotta say, maybe then we both were lucky that you didn't ask me and that I didn't <laughs> yeah, tell you. Yeah, 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 Because I'm really proud of that moment yeah. where you kind of, yeah. and you're so, like, embarrassed. I didn't kind of even know that it was there until I watched the movie. Like, I didn't really realize that, but, I mean, I knew, you know it's there when you read the script, but I didn't realize. Well, I remember what I wrote in the script was just, you know, he says, you know, I know you, your name's Brandy, mm -hmm. and you say, well, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he says, no, no, I know you. And then I just wrote, hold on, roller girl. Like, okay, I'll figure that out. Um, I'll deal with that when I get to it, you know? Because you don't, you know, I guess what, what would I have written? Mm -hmm. Roller girl looks slightly embarrassed. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's uh, something unactable, right, kind of. Right, it's just right. like, you're gonna do what you're gonna mm -hmm. do, you know? Jesus Christ, you gave me a heart on Lee. And now I have to office. say, this, this shot, when we shot this in the back of the limo, um, the sort of look of this came, I'd had in my head pretty clearly, you know, and I was sort of unable to verbalize it to sort of, you know, everyone exactly how it should look. I remember Mark Bridges discovering a photo on this sort of bad illustration from a Playboy from like 1981 or two, where this sort of 14, it was an article about prostitution and this girl, there was a sort of an image of this girl was kind of half a leg in half a, and half of her body inside, half leg out, half leg in of this limo. Mm -hmm. um, and she just looked like this sort of 14 year old vixen, you know, with this fur coat on this little teddy, you know. And I said, that's what we're going to do. We're going to twist it around this way and change this and change that. And I don't know if you remember if I ever showed you that photo, but I think you did. I still have it, um, yeah. and it kind of got it the way because I like the way you look in the back of the limo there, you know, like uh, like um, so the smeared makeup. And, and, um, it, it's kind of nice to see you. No, wait. Why did you guys cut together? You know, be the beating up of him and the beating up of the guy. Are you just sort of making a comment there about violence being bad, even if? <laughs> no, I just I thought I thought it would be. You know what, I don't know. It's like one guy you don't want to be getting beat up, and, like, and you kind of yeah. want the, the other guy to be beaten up, so it kind of almost seems to say, like, violence sucks type thing, or? I don't know. I don't know. You're not saying that. I'm not saying... Mm -hmm. I'm not... You know, it seemed to make sense, the sort of the, the sort of natural progression of where both of these two mm -hmm. stories led, and it wasn't really any because kind of... everything is falling apart. Everything's falling mm -hmm. apart for everyone. It, was really, it, was, it wasn't commentary about violence or anything like that, but... Mm -hmm. And now here you are, and Heather... <laughs> Remember the sun was coming up? And yes, like the sun like, is coming up, but well, you can see Well, they live like this right fantasy life, kind of, at this place, and it's kind of like everything is coming out. Everything comes down at the same time. You know what? I, I had this interviewer once say, well, you know, what about the, um, the sort of melodrama? And I said, well, what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean, really? And he sort of said it in a negative way. He said, well, you know, that whole sequence where Dirk is getting beaten up and, and Roller Girl's smashing the guy, it's sort of melodramatic. And I said, and he says, real life isn't like that. And I, I said, no, <laughs> fuck you. Um, exactly. I, I kind of think uh, yeah. real life is kind of like mm -hmm. that, and this kind of shit happens all the time, and you hear these stories about this time that this thing happened, mm -hmm. and then across the street this other thing was happening, mm -hmm. and you go, wow, you know, and you're kind of shocked, and you sort of, 
You know, I remember, you know, you, you, you can always sort of sense in, in a circle of friends that that, that that things go wrong usually sort of in unison for a lot of people. Mm. I don't know, because you see these yeah, patterns yeah, yeah. that happen. And um, I guess that's kind of what happened here. You know, I have to say, what's fun about this movie is that, yeah, there's all the party scenes, but then it's great because there's like two days that it's devoted to like one person's story, and we got to like have those two days. It was like great to look forward to, like, I got Dawn's two days coming up where it's just Dawn. Do you know what I mean? It was really fun to do that. This is one of the few times in the movie, too, that, which is one of the reasons I love this scene, is because it's one of the few times when the people from this little world interact with the with outside world. world. Yeah. It's one of the, and it's like harsh. Well, that was it's Buck like was always the studio. link to the outside world. Yeah, Buck yeah, was like, yeah. <laughs> push him outside the boat and let's see what he yeah, does out yeah, there. Yeah. And he was like, I work in this stereo store, and the guy's kind of a dick. I went to the, the bank for a loan. The guy turned me down. Yeah, right. Buck's and Buck's the guy who goes out into the donut shop. It's like Buck, we don't need to see anybody out in the street, okay? <laughs> because when they go out in the street, they get beat up, or the oxygen, you know, goes down, and Roller Girl loses it, and Dirk gets beat up. It's like Buck. It's out there, man. Right. Stay in the club. <laughs> they like you in the club. <laughs> uh, Don, tell the story about uh, shooting the donut shop scene. I mean, what do you remember of it? I remember that as a crazy night. But I remember our robber was, uh, I think it was just that he was working with a lot of uh, stimuli so that he... <laughs> He had a lot of conflicting uh -huh. messages going on. Uh -huh. So when it came time like to point the loaded gun away from the guy's face, he, he would forget that a couple times. <laughs> and Paul would say, okay, when he shoots you, you go back against the glass and then your gun goes off. It's like, okay, okay, I'm ready. Okay, now you remember, when he shoots you, you go back and then your gun goes off. Uh, yeah, okay. Bang, bang! <laughs> okay, cut. Um, Okay, first, don't don't stick your gun in his face when you shoot it, cause it fire comes out at the end, and a what? <laughs> so, so try and point it away from his face, if you can remember that. And next, wait until you get blown against. Oh right, blowing it right, right. No, my man was a genius. So then, what He's happened? So good, the so take? perfectly fast. Like, what? Did, which the second take? The second take. Oh, oh, the bang, bang, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's right, he did it again. He did it again. He did it again. He did it again. Second take, okay. Now you gotta say, though, the setup time for the whole shot is like, you know, squibs and blood packs and. The way he swings his hand back down. Oh, God. And that's the light blood. The first take we did. The first take was wrong. With blood in your face. Yeah, hey, but it's like he it's had to through take fire, that step it's the baptism kind of, of fire. He had to kind of take that step and, and be a little bit, you know, just like take something for himself. See, I don't know about that either, though. That was always to me, it was like, when I would detach, I'd be like, now should he or shouldn't he? And what are the repercussions of that? Of taking and the it, bag? Yeah, and it's funny, because always like, almost to the person, like, black people that I talk to that mm -hmm. have seen that scene, they're like, Dude, don't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, don't do that, man. You know, don't take that money. And they're thinking, what's they're thinking of what's gonna be the denouement. They're thinking of, right, you know, right, right. now what am I gonna see at the end of the movie? What's gonna happen? Bucks gonna get arrested or da da, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. like, that ain't the right thing. And my mom said she was going, Oh, don't take the money, baby. Don't take the, <laughs> just leave. Anybody wants to sell him, just likes people hanging around at his house, partying, the whole thing. 
How do you know? I don't know if you've seen this. You might want to read this for us. It's kind of interesting. Um, cast and crew. You go to more. Okay. So what we have here is uh, Louis Guzman. Maurice T. T. Rodriguez. Would you, if you could, just go maybe go ahead and 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 and, and read this for us. Maurice Titi Rodriguez is the oldest of three boys born to Antigua and Rafael Rodriguez in Puerto Rico. My success is because of my mother. She taught me to work, she taught me hard work and ethicalness because without that, what do you have? You got nothing, baby. My, my club, Hot Tracks, is dedicated to her memory. The memory of your mother? Yeah, man. I miss that girl. Good people. That's this is deep. I can't believe you got this all done on me. Right. Well, we did our research before we. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. What the fuck? Sorry. Anyway. Boogie Nights was such a great ride, you know. Right. Um, it's wonderful being part of an ensemble. Mm. You know, where, you like that, don't you? You really yeah. do like that. Well, everybody's on the same level. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And 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 with the exception, oh, I won't say that. But you know, um, I mean, shit. We used to go bowling at two, three, four in the morning. You know, yeah, and yeah. and uh, we're always looking out for each other. Until this day, we still look out for each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we we created a family from that, and we still have that. We still have that relationship with a lot of. A right. lot of the guys, right. you know. Right. It's like sometimes you do a certain picture and you meet somebody and and boom, you just go your way and That's it. Right. that person becomes a stranger, you know. Right. But I don't. I feel that hasn't been the case since you know Boogie Nights and 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 the people that we work with. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you could run into them anywhere, any any time, and it's like you're seeing a friend. You yeah. Know? How you doing? Come on in. None of us. I mean, to think about that scene, like we, I was really unsure if the whole thing was even going to come together because Alfred's like has a full English accent and, and like we didn't really grow up here in the '70s or whatever in the '80s when you know the scene took place and rehearsed it, and then we went in that horrible set inside that stage for a, a week and it was filled with smoke constantly. <laughs> And those fucking firecrackers, I still, when I see the movie now, I still jump every time a firecracker goes off. It's like this Pavlovian thing. After a week of hearing these firecrackers or clapping pieces of wood together, like, it still totally sets me on edge. It was a wonderful moment. Freaky, though. This was hard because for that whole week, all three of us had to sustain this incredible nervous energy. Mm. It was really tiring to do. Like, all day long, like, Really tense, man. It was hard. Thomas Jane just comes out in this scene, man. He just, like, this was the, you know, we'd done some other scenes together before this, but he really just, I mean, it was life parallel. Life was uh, mirroring art at this point because Thomas Jane just exploded, man. It was so, it was really exciting. Because none of us, you know, he, in rehearsal, he just kind of said the lines really just mm -hmm. quietly and straightforward and, like, never kind of missed a beat and just said the lines as they were and whatever. And then we go to do the scene, and it was like a full Todd Parker because he flips out. All of a sudden, like, he's, like, just, he's really losing his mind. He's sputtering this shit out, like, 
You know, when he finally loses his shit and he's like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it was incredible, man. He just exploded. And then the, I remember watching him tripping into the light and the light mm -hmm. crashing and everyone freaking out and you going, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Like <laughs> him clambering around. Ah, oh, just this is another one of those, those or scenes where you're like, everything's as normal for now. <laughs> everything's okay right now. But you have this sinking <laughs> feeling and like that's what we had to maintain through this through the whole week. We shot this with that horrible, oh my God, what it, oh, what is it? What's going to, oh no. See, and I love moments like that, which I hope I can, you know, write to, is uh, like when he's watching him freak out and he's so in his own thing, it's like, <laughs> that I'm not ready, you know, it's like, it's not, you don't have him going, what are you laughing about? You know what I mean? He's not like, what's so fucking funny? He's just like, yeah, you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing. It's, isn't it nice? You know, he's just loving the time he's having right then. Yeah, all right. Isn't it nice to just laugh? Face, head. This is so cool. We just sat here for a week and watched the Alfred Molina show. <laughs> we just sat, all three of us sat on that couch while he like ran the show on the stage. This was unbelievable too, because basically for a week. That. They all, you guys all gestured exactly at the same time. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, there wasn't a lot of acting involved with the real firecrackers going on. It was like you didn't have to really manufacture too much reaction. It was like it was jumping out of your skin. Everyone else had the benefit of headphones, earphones, you know, <laughs> off camera. Exactly. That's always They're... funny in a scene when you got a gun to use and everybody's putting on, like, shields and <laughs> headphones and helmets. And you're like, uh, should I get something? <laughs> the gun's pointed at me. I love the, the feeling you get in the scene that that this is what this is the, you get the feeling like he puts everyone who comes to this house he puts them in the same position he sits them down and he does a whole kind of little song and dance about his life and what he thinks about you know what I mean like just stands there and parades around there's a couple moments that you took in this that I thought were um, uncharacteristic of pace mm -hmm. but I, that's what made me love him so much because it was like music yeah all of a sudden he takes like yeah. The whole time out to look at the tape yeah, machine. Yeah, time out. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, but it says I? so much when you see like it's, it's real, it, man. Awesome tape, my awesome my mix awesome tape. tape. But it's like, just uh, real to me. It's like you know that happens. Shit don't flow all the time. <laughs> those, are the, those are the details too that exactly. you remember. If you lived through this in real life, you would remember the weird details of the guy and his mixtapes and you <laughs> bragging about it and. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Joe Chan, the incredible Joe Chan as Cosmo. Yeah, Joe Chan's a friend of ours. Oh yeah, he's 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 the most he's got the he's got the greatest deadpan expression. Basically, he's just being himself, but in his underwear with a Rick Springfield T-shirt on. And yeah, and the shot of Mark. Yeah. Which reminds me of Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. When, when Mark flatlines. Yeah. And then he does that thing. And I would see him doing that on the set. Mm -hmm. And he would be going, 
he would just be making this face, and I thought it was a tick. I didn't know yeah. if it was a tick or a nervous yeah. gesture or whatever, but he does it in this scene. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I was like, are you rehearsing? You sick bastard, <laughs> you know? I don't know if he was rehearsing. I don't it seems if he employed it, but it's brilliant when he does it right here. This part, when he when he blanks and goes postal here. <laughs> yeah, it goes postal. He, uh, I was stealing that shit. <laughs> he, um, it was kind of like, it was really happening to Mark. It was like day six of the shoot. We were all like fully melting down, and he was just f way beyond it. He just could not take another second more of this environment that we were in, and he did. He just like gone, gone. I'm too, I'm really freaking out. I'm like, um, whose line is it? Um, aren't Mark, Mark? Aren't you supposed to say something? Um, uh, uh, yeah, he did that all the time. You say this is the last question. No, I book him out again. Yeah, we're at the fucking end of the movie. Where are we? There's ten minutes left. It's one long way down. One last thing. We're fourteen one miles last later. Thing. <laughs> no, there's no more fourteen miles later card. Oh, fuck. Here's my question to you. This isn't, this isn't the movie that I loved. <laughs> this is something else. Do you no. remember I told okay. you to cut the movie anyway? And it was yes, I remember. Movie? I remember. I lied. I remember. I was wrong. Okay. There's ten no, minutes okay. left in the movie. Now, this is a scene that we shot towards the end of the shoot. Do you remember anything wonderful or specific or terrible about shooting this scene? Because I kind of do, but I want to hear what you have to remember. No. I mean, I, it was the fucking end of the movie, man. I was fucking exhausted. Right. You know? Right. I remember being right up there after every take, drinking him uh, Chavesa. <laughs> right. with, the, with the lighting guys right. on the truck, drinking beer. Right. Like it was just, you know, Alfred was coming in and he was trying to figure out his thing. And, yeah. You know, on this fucking stage with the firecrackers and... They were loud. Fun, you know? I yeah. felt like, you know, my character felt in this fucking scene. Right. You know? Because I have to say, the one Again. thing that I'm really thankful to you for and so proud of is that... I... I... I had lost something, some track of what you were going to do in this fucking scene. Oh, I remember you always saying. I was saying, no, I think you got to say something. I think you got to speak up when he brings that gun out, and you got to say, uh, put it away, put it away. And you had this instinct, which was just out of fucking shooting for 60 whatever days, going, whether it was that at work or was really knowing this fucking guy. Like, no, man, I'm fucking dead. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here. Yeah, because and it, it took was, me it like a day to go, fuck, you're right. You're mm -hmm. totally right. I fucked up. You're right. No, because it was like we were all there and we were all trying to do the same thing. Right. And it just didn't feel right to me. Yeah. You know? So by the time I saw that, what was I going to do? Yeah. You know, I was already there. I was already, you know? Yeah. So. No, I, I, I have to say, I, I appreciate you knowing what the fuck to do because my instinct was wrong um, for what you were going to do. But would it have... If at uh, that particular moment, if I had reacted differently, would it have made a huge difference? No. Yes, maybe it to yes, us, it but not to, not to the audience. Yes, it would have. It would have, because it wouldn't have led to the moment of the fucking where where you blank out, you know. Right. And that's what it sort of crescendos to. Right. It doesn't really crescendo. But see, it's still to the there the whole fire. time. You know what I mean? Even when I see the gun and shit. Mm -hmm. I'm still there, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just... No, no, no. I mean, I think it's just being verbal. It's right. about not, not whether or not you're fucking there or not. It's that I wanted you to be verbal about it. Right. You know? That when he pulls out the gun, that you would say, no, 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 don't pull out the gun, blah, blah, blah. 
and we'd shot Alfred's side first before we shot your side, right. and then finally by the time we shot your side, I'd clued into that what you were saying was right. right. I don't know what to say. I wouldn't. But say it was also at a place where he he. I don't know. I just felt like I would. This is something that he would never fucking know what to do. Yeah. You know, never even imagined being in. You know. Yeah. With all the fake guns that they ran around with, you know, I don't think yeah. he's ever seen a real gun. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like. That was yeah. it. You know, he was he was not the one in control. You know. Yeah. Of everybody else or even himself, because mm -hmm. he still always thought that he had control of himself. Mm -hmm. You know, even when he went to to do the shit in the pickup truck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack? Jack, could you please help me? Before we get to, actually, let's get this in before we get to, um, uh, opening the store and the magic show, which is the last two things we had to get comments on. But before that, I want to get what I've gotten from everybody is what John is going to be different for you. But what did not? We already talked about what you thought when when you read the, um, the movie. But what did your um, like agents and managers say? Like, did they try and talk you out of it or? No, they tried to talk me into it. Really? Yeah. Everybody that I let read it thought it was brilliant and that they loved it and it was going to be. Really different. They were they were they were nervous, but they thought it was going to be a worthwhile thing to do, and that it was going to be very, very exciting. You know, even when even if they were slightly on the fence, they were always if it was a sixty forty thing, they were always sixty. It's going to be good. You know, you should do it. John, did you? I mean, I I was at this. I was so deep into the PGA world at this point. It wasn't like I was choosing whether to be involved in boogie nights. I was, uh, he told you what your part would be, right? <laughs> yeah, I was deep into it. It was a point of no return. And I did have my, my second thoughts going into it, like, okay, um, <laughs> anything can happen here. I'm going to be out with my ass on the line in a Speedo somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. I was a little nervous about telling my mom, but she actually loved it. So we're coming up on shooting the... Um... <clears throat> the um, the opening of the store. Uh huh. Um, talk about that. That was also the first day. Yeah. The commercial. Was that the first day you shot? That was the oh, first day right. I shot. Yeah. And those, How about like, the breakdowns? <laughs> <laughs> they were cool. The homeboy could do. He could. He could do the windmill. But there was no. The way the shot was configured, it wasn't. The guy on the right is good, but the guy on the left. No, he he wasn't doing his thing. He didn't get to do his thing. His thing was the windmill. Uh -huh. But the way that we shot yeah, it, the way the composition all around, was. Uh, break dancers. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. You know, you know, I have to say, I'm sorry. I just want to say this me. actually. No, about the guy on the left, because I don't want to harp on the guy on the left too much. But there's two people that I thought that I had cast in this movie that showed up on the set that day and I'd never seen them before in my life. Is that guy on the left and the guy that fucks Nina Hartley in the driveway. I'd never seen that guy before in my life. None of the ADs had him on a list. No one had ever seen him and he just showed up and it was like, you know what? Uh, you're perfect. 
But I have no idea who the hell you are. So get down on the ground and take your pants off. Fine. But it was so insane. It was like... No, I, I cast maybe your brother or something. And it was just... The, and here's these two people that showed up that you didn't, we didn't know anything about. So Riley, the magic show, which we rehearsed in my apartment many times. Well, we talked about different tricks, we talked about different acts, and we wanted to somehow make it a little bit lewd. So I, we had seen this magician at the Magic Castle, actually, who dressed exactly like this. And we, but it's right around the time that you added the whole magic contingent mm -hmm. or magic aspect to read. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I rehearsed this little number, and then I was really serious about this trick. I really wanted it to work really well. I didn't want anyone in the crew to see how it was done or anything. And, these girls are really sweet. We, we, we bonded. We had a little kind of troop up there. I remember this shooting this scene and asking both of you because you just had a baby and Malora had a baby. Like, okay, what do you, tell me, tell me. And you were like, nah, my birth was totally different. Malora's like, nah, mine wasn't like this at all. You know, I had a C-section, you know, it's just like, okay, you're both birthless. Exactly, uh, just make it up, Paul. You've been doing it this long, just yeah. come on, tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. Um, well, I, maybe I don't know if it's a question or what, but I will tell you that the last, this last shot, let's pretend we're watching this shot. The last shot, the second to last shot of the movie is we go through the house here, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and Jack's sort of seeing everybody and then Jack comes into you and says, you know, you're the foxiest bitch I've ever known. And then the camera kind of goes over to you. And I knew and probably never let on to you that Whatever you're doing is really important. And so I yeah. saw what you were doing and it really struck me. You know, it really okay. struck me that you're just sitting there and that look on your face and it's so sort of sad and wonderful and tragic. And um, it felt great to me. Now, what happened was, what made me really, but there was a part of me that probably got scared because it's so small. It's just you sitting there yeah. and it really is just, it's just you and it's just holding there. And I think there might have been an insecure to me, this insecure part of me that was like, wow, a lot of this movie is resting on, <laughs> on what she's doing. Yeah. And Cheadle, who's, and it's all one shot, and Cheadle's yeah. got, his thing has already happened. Right. He would come over to the monitor, and unfortunately I had to be at the monitor for this thing, because yeah. it was this big Long roaming take, you know? Yeah. So I kind of had to watch the monitor, which I felt weird about, because I couldn't really see a lot of detail in your face and what you were doing. But Cheadle would run over, and he watched, and after like the eighth take, he, 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 just, he just turned to me and he said, that's fucking tragic. Oh, that's good. killing me, and I was just like, <laughs> good, yes! Okay, good. That's all I needed, and I remember, and I remember really feeling good that, oh, like, glad. okay, good. I mean, for me, I mean, for me, it was really about, what you know, what's so sad for me about Amber is the resignation at the end. Yeah. I mean, that, that she talks all the way through the movie about change. You know, yeah. this is going to change. I'm going to change. You know, I'm going to get my son back. I'm going to do that, and and nothing changes. She's yeah. in the same place she was, you know, at the end of the movie, and it's yeah, just, yeah. and she's just resigned to it. So she stopped talking about it. She's just there. It's like. Here we go. It's an, another movie. Yeah. You know, another day, another yeah. movie. So, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I think it's sad. <laughs> Thank you, Julianne Moore. Thank you, Julianne Moore. Thank you. <laughs> you saved the day, baby. You saved the day. Everybody else is stoned. <laughs> All right, okay. fly to the last scene. I'm on to all I your... told him I was going to be there at 9.15. Okay. Wow. 
Well, I've had my penis broken, if you can believe that or not, while having sex. How? Just snapped the other way. Really? Oh, yeah. How? When? Ugh. Not good. Like what? Like what? What happened? I thought I was dying, bro. When did this happen? I went. I went in the, to the. I went to the bathroom. I laid there for about t five minutes. I went into the bathroom. I turned the light on, and it like, I don't know. You see like the little rascals, or like uh, <laughs> the Three Stooges when they, uh -huh. they're like making a pie or something. Uh huh. Or it's like blowing up or an inner tube is about to explode. Uh -huh. Like an old car uh -huh. tire is about to explode. I had that a, a big black bubble around my prick. Uh -huh. And I went into shock. And I, I laid down. I thought it was fucking a bad dream. I woke up the next morning and the swelling was gone and my whole entire penis was blacker than Andy's dick. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yep. How long was it like that? About two weeks. Really? Didn't move, didn't get hard, nothing. How did Very it get strong. better? It just went away? Yeah, it just like turned, you know, went from black to blue to purple. Jesus Christ. Red. And then back to... Back to pink. Back to pink. Thank God. Back to normal. Yeah. I would like to say, mm -hmm. for everybody, and I wish this was like a nationally televised show, that it's a prosthetic penis. <laughs> I got it in my drawer uh, in the safe. Paul's never getting it back. That's just not true. That's <laughs> just not true. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at you right now, and I swear to God, if that's not your dick, I don't know what is. That's about the size of my penis hard, and it doesn't go in that direction. I go in the other direction. Uh-huh. You know? No, you know what? It is a prosthetic, isn't it? That's right. Say goodbye and say thank you. Any finishing comments you want to have? You know, I don't. But uh, thanks to Paul Thomas Anderson, the most talented uh, young filmmaker of the year. So the titles, I thought. Why did uh, you do it? First, I thought like. White on black, huh? What's he saying with the white and the black? Why not black on white? That's what I thought. You know. Oh, and why have it be the, the why keep it in the academy? What's that? What's that? What's that trying to say? I don't understand what that says. Like, oh yes, I'm still very artistic, even in my titles. It's like just fucking wipe the lines away. We yeah, we get it. Okay, yeah, wide shit, beautiful. Now just show the words at the end. Who, you know what I mean? And my name, what's, what's, what's with the size? He can show a huge dick, but he can't, you know, give us large names. I don't understand. And, and the way, you know... And I haven't the, seen your name yet, dude. Who is your agent? Where is your name? <laughs> the way, the way, uh, the way he put played, so-and-so played, so-and-so, he, he kind of makes us one of the characters in the movie. Like, this is like 
our Eddie Adams behind the Dirk Diggler. I mean, oh, like, I see. John Riley played, Reed Rothschild mm -hmm. played. But he could have also meant it in the, well, you know, the Italians, actually almost every language, but the English language, the, to act, the term that they use is, is play. You know, it's, in Italian it's called playing. It's not, it's not, it's, it's here <laughs> where we get into a whole sort of uh, an egotistical trip and Acting. take it really seriously. Exactly. There's, this is just playing. I don't think he knew that, but that's, that is a, true, a truism. Uh, the interesting thing is how the, the words come up and then they disappear. Mm. And then they come up and they disappear again. And then the diff different words are there. I mean, mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. this is groundbreaking. I just saw your name. <laughs> and we're like five minutes into these things. And you got to. Well, your name starts with C. People. Mine starts with R, man. Come well, on. your name came after a W. <laughs> 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 I, my alphabet. The R is before the W. <laughs> no, it's Phoenician. I go by the Phoenician. I'm just saying, if I had done two movies with somebody and he didn't put my name until five minutes into the credits, I don't know. Well, you know, I just saw Bob Brisley's name and we didn't really talk about him that much. I could I could do a whole, like, two hours about what a genius Bob Brisley is, was. Is wherever he is, I'm still yeah. sure. P.T. Anderson picture. Yeah, you now got that scroll. on there, huh? After the whole... After that whole battle. Now the scroll. <laughs> <laughs> you know. This is gonna be like the Spinal Tap moment at the end of Spinal Tap, yeah. where they just keep rolling on the, uh, the wonderful... I like thing. the picture that it makes. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what was that? What, was, what are you trying to say? Actually, if you play this backwards... If you backwards, freeze it, there's actually a, a hidden message in there that basically says Don Cheadle's a fucking ham and cheese actor. Right, right. <laughs> no, I can Riley see that. And whipped his ass in that magic scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we would take bets before we do a scene. I bet I can upstage you. No, exactly. No, I bet you can't. Bet, put a $10, put a side bet on it, man. Side bet, I can make that guy laugh. <laughs> right. Actually, nobody really kind of, I mean, as stupid as shit got. Nobody really, I never, it, nobody ever like just broke, straight broke, you know? True, yeah. Nobody ever, in that big scene, that big scene after the wedding when I called yeah. John, when I called you John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, even then, you kind of like still stayed with it like, no, that's not my name. <laughs> Are you drunk, Buck? Because it was too much fun to stop. It was too much fun to stop. You know, it's like you didn't want to like you didn't break because that would mean you would you'd have you to stop this little fantasy you were doing. Right. <laughs> and hey, did you guys see the Adam Shankman? Did he was his film there? Did you see it? I didn't see it. His short film was there. It was see there. It. See, you should have done it, man. Don't you feel bad now? Not Adam Shankman, Adam what? Not Adam, Adam Shankman, uh, Adam, Adam Druxman. Adam Druxman, that's yeah. it. Yeah. How'd it turn out? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Didn't you to you? And him. I mean, don't look, just look at down. me. I only turned yeah, down because no, he turned it down. Done it, man. Don't blame it on me. I'm not blaming it on you. I'm not blaming it on you. If you said no, John, I'm in on it. I would have said, all right, well, Don's Because you turned it down. That's what he came to my trailer and he said, well, John doesn't want to do it. But I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. I said, yeah, well, leave it. Leave it. I'll read it. But I knew then. No, I didn't say I didn't want to do it at that point. Well, why would he tell me that? Some sort of, like, reverse psychology? I don't, I don't understand. 
I said I was read it too, but when we were in our trailers, maybe he just felt that you meant bullshit. Maybe he just felt we yeah, I'll read it. He felt like oh, he ain't gonna maybe, do it. Maybe maybe he could tell that I really didn't feel like working. That's what it was. I just didn't. Sure. <laughs> that and I don't the know. script was all right. I mean, it was a lot more. T I mean, you could follow the story, not like some scripts you read where it's like, oh. I guess a reader really Phenomenal. does want to read about the camera shot. Yeah, we know you're smart. Oh, yeah, you're going to go around there. Fine. What are they saying? What is, what, what's going on with the character? You know what I mean? Okay, we don't need a little speech about how the movie should be shot in letterbox. Exactly. You know, oh, uh, we're going to shoot on the, you know, herogenous lenses. <laughs> yeah. This movie will be made according to these specifications. It is required that I put them in the script at this time. <laughs> You must understand at this moment. <laughs> if it wasn't for all that stuff in there, I mean, I guess it's important, but if all that stuff wasn't in there, it would have been a much more enjoyable read. And it probably would have been 165 pages long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is it over yet? No. Special thanks. Who's done special? Oh, everybody. The whole cast of characters. Jeez, Palace costume could be right. dead. Where is, uh, where's the hedgehog? <laughs> right there. Right, the hedgehog. Where is it? Right there. Oh, okay. You use Panavision cameras? You betcha. Chapman dollies. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, I like I, I kind of like the English dollies now. The new dollies that are out now. You seen those new dollies? <laughs> I have one. At, I have that very dolly at my house. You have the dolly chair. I got the recliner because you just tracking. You can track from your living room to the kitchen. Oh really? With the chair. Yeah. I don't have one of those. Cut. Stop. Shit. Oh, Cut. Just stop.